Episode 39 of the Cadaver Lab Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Sam. And uh, just so everybody knows, Sam was just testing out uh, the how his zipper sounds going up and down on the podcast. So we may be in for some special, fantastic special effects in this well, episode. What we should do is see if people can guess what it is. Well, I just blew it then. You can edit that out. <laughs> Let's try this. Let's try it. I'm looking away. No, I looked. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, always classy cadaver oh, lab. It's, it's so good to just start the show out with something like that. You gotta love that. <laughs> uh, we're actually, which it's ironic that we started started the show out with your penis because uh, <laughs> we're gonna be talking about girl power. We chose three movies where girls kick ass and take names. Maybe yeah, I guess <laughs> we're gonna go over the descent. Uh-huh. Then we, then we've got uh, ginger snaps, and then we've got. Day of the Woman, or... I spit on your grave. That's, that's nasty. I didn't see any of that going on in the movie, by the way. Seeing what? Spitting? Mm-mm. Or on, graves? On graves. Yeah. I, I was expecting that, and it never happened. I actually knocked it down to uh, a couple of notches because of that. Me too. Not they me. lied to me. It was, all, it was all in the packaging, and they lied. <laughs> Bring it up to Sam to be disappointed with this package. Well, you know what I did about it? What? I sent that bastard right back to Netflix. That's what I did. I'll, be- I'll bet you did. I bet they're going to send something out to try to make you feel better. I bet they will. Something else out, yeah. I bet they will, yep. Anyway, so here's the deal, and we're going to be up front with you right now. We're going to, we're going to put out a warning. This is going to be a long-ass episode, just so you know. We have uh, two interviews that we did this week, that I did this week. Some, some, some other jackass couldn't make it to either one. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> But uh, no, it was great. We got we had a couple of interviews. Uh, one with Sean from uh, Angry Gnome Comics, and one with a 
kick-ass band from right here in Salt Lake City. A band that is basically everything a horror fan want, would want. Mm-hmm. Kick-ass tunes and scary visuals. They are die, monster, die. And that's some good, that's some good stuff. You know, and we're going to be... We're going to be playing their tunes all throughout this uh, this episode. If you go to horrorpunks.com, horrorpunks.com, if you, if you go to their site, they stream some tunes. You go there, check it out, and uh, you'll get a good kind of taste uh, you know, of, the, of, their, of their music. Check it out. It's good stuff. But you've, I'm sure you've already heard one. I haven't edited the show yet, but I'm sure we're going to put in a song before this, and then the rest of the show, That's we're just going to be playing those guys. And then uh, at the end of the show, I figure we'll, we'll put in the interview. That mm-hmm. I did with him. Sam keeps distracting me. I, well, I was looking like he was getting quiet again. Well, well, so he he's looking over here and making me want to look. And we got a movie running in the background. And every time Sam looks over there and makes a face, I think there's some boobies on there. So I want to hurry and turn and look over and I lose my train of thought and everything sorry, like that. Sorry. One other thing we got today, too, is we got a shit load of voicemail. So mm-hmm. do you have anything to, to bring up here at the beginning? You know, I do. I've gone through, and what I've decided to do is go straight down my iPod. Uh-huh. I put a whole bunch of movies on my iPod, and I just it's like, uh, they're not quite good enough to watch, and so then I watch something else, and, right. and then I put other movies on. So I decided to start at the top alphabetically and go down. Now, I got to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I had watched almost half of the season four. Right. And I, it really wasn't catching my attention. I remember being disappointed because they're out of high school, you know. And yeah, not, it did. You it know. just kind of took a turn. They just introduced the initiative when I stopped watching. I was like, you know, I don't know if I can get into this. Oh man, you need to finish it because I finished it. Okay, I was going to say four and five, in my opinion, are still really good. Six and seven, mm-hmm. not so much, but they're still Buffy. Yeah, but I did have to turn it off, like probably around episode fourteen or fifteen. Why? It was a little too sexually charged. Was it? Was it the one where uh, uh, Buffy and her boyfriend do it in their that, bedroom the whole that time? Was part like in of a, it. At a party? Just, yeah, but they just couldn't leave each other alone. I felt like voyeuristic watching this girl who I've respected since she was sixteen. Shut up! Like take it from this initiative, dude. I'm like, and she's only nineteen now. I, I felt a little. I felt a little fatherly about Buffy, and I just had a hard time getting into it. So I had to turn it off and, uh, you know, do the little uh, two fingers down the throat to, to gag myself and throw up, and then I was all right after that. And then I got back into it, and I, I polished it off. So, I mean, it's good. When you, so, say, do, when you say polished it off, do you mean peeled one off? <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't know what that means. Okay, I don't um, either. I just said it. Yeah, I, it's just sometimes we repeat things. What the fuzz? You know what Sam just did? He did exactly what I've been saying. He just just he's looking over there at the some... That guy is not giving her any mercy. <laughs> and there are body parts bouncing. That guy needs to relax a little bit. Look, he's so like he's like he's like trampoline in it. Now that's now I wonder what company he's advertising for there. What is it? Enemico? Oh yeah. Wow, he is really getting after it. That's pretty sweet. Anyways, Probably, so, probably so, cut that one out. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> People could probably just watch along with From Dust Till Dawn 2 and see what we're talking about. Anyways, this, so. We're actually not doing a show. We're doing a riff tracks for From Dust Till Dawn 2. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, I saw like the. It almost looked like the. Oh, we have to stop it for a second because now she's in the shower. Wow, this is getting better. Oh, my gosh. Listen, this show. <laughs> wow. I have to. Uh, I'm going to have to be buying this. Oh, my Jeez. I'm starting to feel a little uncomfortable because it's two dudes in a room looking at each other right in the eye, and Sam's got a boner. 
My my mouth is open. I saw like the little baboon thing <laughs> underneath when she got up out of bed. <laughs> the little basket. Yeah, I don't know what you call that. I don't know what the name for that is. What? Like the fuzzy you, plum? You saw I mean, a, I don't know. You saw a baboon? No, like the, uh, you know, like the, the, yeah, the little thing that goes on. Now, now, Sian, I, I, I wish I was a shower brush right, oh, right now. Oh. Oh. Oh, you know, and that dude's sleeping right through it. Oh, I love this. Oh, oh this is awesome. Because she didn't fight the bat off. She just raised her arms up. Oh, this kicks so much ass. <laughs> Too bad the rest of the movie blows. Really? Come on, bat. Don't bite her hands. There's softer tissue there. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we need to get back to this. Sh- I'm, I'm sorry. That took a... Well, there's a belly button shot. Um, that took a long time. I apologize. <laughs> I, I sincerely apologize. Man. Wow. <laughs> That that may or may not make it into the final show. Yeah. Well, we have three hours worth of voicemail, so I I don't know how that's actually going to make it in. Uh, you know, I'm shedding a tear now on that part. Okay. We'll, we'll send you home with the movie. Okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to be putting that in my queue. Um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, back to Buffy and the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah. Uh, I finished it. It was good. Season four? For season four. So you got season five. I have season left. five, so I need to uh, I need to start watching it. But I got to get through the rest of my iPod. You know what the thing is? Is this is something that I realized about myself? That I mean, I, I think it's good that you're going all the way through your iPod mm-hmm. because I have movie after movie that it's awesome. Like for instance, uh, I better not say the movies' names yet, but I but I got some movies that uh, are supposedly really good, but they're comedy and action. I promise you that I will watch. I will probably not watch those until I watch all the half shitty movie horror movies that yeah. have uh, come out. I don't know. See, I've got like Tropic Thunder. On there, uh-huh. so I'll, I'm going to get to that. I haven't seen that yet. Uh-huh. And then I've got uh, Young Sherlock Holmes. I put that one on there. That's one that I liked when I was, uh, you know, back in my wee days, like my wee younger days. Right. Kind of, I tried to talk like Scotland, <laughs> but I don't know if that worked very well. <laughs> All right, let's get into some voicemails. All right. Hey, Mike. Hey, Sam. Tony from Arizona here. Wanted to drop you guys a quick MP3 and let you know I enjoyed your last show. You're a big one year extravaganza, so congratulations on that. Um, my comments today are going to be on Dead Girl. I had a couple of criticisms, and one being I thought that JT sort of went from 0 to 100 on the depravity scale a little bit too quick. I would have liked to have seen more development with that. Um, you know, the way, because the way that he finds out that she is um, undead or, you know, a zombie or, or that she can't die, however you want to look at it is he snaps her neck while he's raping her. And one of the things that I had kind of thought is is just I would like to have maybe had them or at least him have that discovery been a little bit uh, different, maybe accidental. Uh, They had a scene in there where Ricky was shooting a gun and they go down there and eventually they shoot uh, the girl. And... I would have liked to have seen maybe a scene, and you could have replaced easily one of the scenes where he was with the stepdad. I didn't really think that added much. Um, I thought that you could have taken those totally out, and it wouldn't have really affected the story. Um, And so maybe you could have replaced one of those scenes with a scene of when they initially go down there and make the discovery, let's say when they're in that boiler room, if they had the gun and were fucking around with it and you know, shot, uh, blasted off a couple of rounds, 
and a couple of them happen to hit the girl, they get scared, drop the gun, and leave. And then you have a scene where uh, J JT comes back, and he then finds out that you know she survived what should have been a mortal wound. And then you could do a little bit more with his kind of progression. But I felt that because he jumped in so quick and was willing to do so much so quickly that it kind of lessened uh, his journey, for lack of a better word, into, into more and more depravity as the movie went on. But all in all, I, uh, I like the movie. I'd recommend it. It's, it is a hard watch. But it is something that I would definitely recommend for uh, other people to watch. Just one more thing on the actor who portrayed JT. I thought he did actually a really good job. I, I thought he was probably the best one out of the whole cast. Um, at, at times he reminded me kind of a, a Christian Slater type, a young Christian Slater. Um, but anyway, one of the things that I that I picked up on was the fact that once he discovered that she was a zombie or the dead girl or whatever, is he becomes totally detached from her. And in fact, he says a couple of times in the movie when he's talking to Ricky, he says, you know, I don't know what she is, but she's not human. So it really lends a lot of credibility to the things that he does later in the movie and why he doesn't really seem to have a problem with it. Uh, because again, in his mind, he sees her almost like she's some sort of uh, very sophisticated uh, like sex doll or something like that. He really does not see her as human and almost uh, sees her as not even being um, of having a, a mind or a soul or anything. Basically, she's just a she's a total just object uh, in every sense of that word. Well, I think I've rambled on for quite uh, quite enough, so I uh, just wanted to let you guys know, really enjoy your show. Uh, always look forward to it when it comes out. So I'll talk to you later. Hey, we appreciate that MP3, man. Um, a couple things. Listen, I think with Dead Girl, it was such a... There, I think there are so many topics that you could talk about, that you could discuss about Dead Girl. And I think you bring up a, a couple of good points. Uh, however, I... When I, when I think of JT, and in, in you know, in, in the beginning, I kind of thought the same thing almost, where, you know, when he was sh when uh, what's his name? I can't remember the other kid's Ricky. name. When Ricky was shooting the gun, you know, it which seemed like what? I mean, it seemed like maybe a couple hours after, or I can't remember exactly. But uh, what I would say about that is basically we didn't know JT before this. Um, how how do we know that he wasn't already there? You know, how do how do we know that he wasn't already to kind of that level of depravity? I mean, from the way he acted in the movie, it seems like that, uh, I mean, he was no stranger to, you know, getting into situations, obviously not exactly like this, but in the situations where your maybe conscience takes a, takes a vacation. Because you're right, it did seem a little quick. That's just kind of how it looked at it, it is all. Well, and I think, too, that it reminds me of a situation that has just scared me uh, silly that happened in Utah several years back where you have this guy, um, <clears throat> his name was Mark Hacking. And this guy had, had gone to a level where he kind of, he, he had told some lies and some different things, but oh, yeah. all of a sudden he just snapped and he went into his, his wife had told him that she didn't want him to play video games. This dude's like 28 or something. Uh -huh. He takes a 22 rifle and goes in and shoots her in the back of the head 
they, they supposedly have a loving marriage, all this kind of stuff. There's been, you know, they've had little tussles about what he's going to do with his life. You know, he's, his family's Well, he also successful. had woven like a whole web of lies well, as he to did. what he was doing. But, though, but, my, you know? but my point uh-huh. is, is he got to a point where he snapped. Yep. So, yeah, he's telling lies. And, you know, a lot of people tell lies. And a lot of people play violent video games. You know, that doesn't mean that they lead to that that point where they snap. And I think like, like Mike said, we don't know what happened to JT before he's living with his grandma. He's hanging out in that, you know, that, that side of town, I guess, sort of, sort of say, and he's, he's an angry young man. And so we, we see the point where he snaps and, and probably to, you can just see the look on his face when they find the dead girl, right? As he's looking her up and down, you can see the wheels turning. And so it's not that much of a stretch for me to imagine that he's, he's alone. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows about this girl because I mean your mind works pretty quick. He knows that no one's found her, no one's missing her, mm-hmm. no one comes there. He he's on his own, and if she's been biting at him and everything else, and he's trying to hold her down, and he snapped the neck, which he made it sound like an, it was an accident, but who knows? Um, you know that's not that far of a stretch for me. Hey, Mike and Sam at the Cadaver Lab. This is Rhino from the forums. Just calling to uh, give a big shout out to Mike, saying thanks for putting up my picks, and. Uh, Gonna call Sam out a bit, call him a douchebag for never going to the goddamn forums. Also gotta kinda call Mike a douchebag here. Uh I was gonna send you guys a happy uh happy one year anniversary last week and you fuckers hurried up and recorded another episode before I could get it in. So uh happy anniversary, I guess. I'd also like to suggest a new game. Every time I say uh in a voicemail, take a drink, bitches. Uh anyway, love the show. <laughs> I'll check with you next time, buddy. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to get on the phone right now. Listen, the same reason you didn't get around to leaving that voicemail is the same damn reason I don't get on the forums. All right? Shit happens. Oh, what? I'm just kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> By the way, Rhino's got some of the best. He, he kind of he kind of does a, does a ghoul tune almost type of thing. He's always doing all sorts of uh, awesome Photoshop work. He, uh, oh, really? Yeah. So didn't you see we on the, on the front page we put a uh, Kevin Bacon's head on... Uh, uh, Teen Wolf's body. You haven't even been to the site. I haven't. Do you even know we have a site? Yeah, we have one. Somewhere. <laughs> what am I paying you for, man? I don't know. I feel like I've been slacking a little bit. I'll get on there. Oh, will you? Grace <laughs> us with your presence. Listen, you're not going to win either way. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> Seriously, Mike, Sam, car crashes should not be giving you a boner. Manager John here, by the way. Just to illustrate. Swing! That should not happen. That's all I have to say. Bye. Uh, so, I, I was going to, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I didn't get a boner, but that's what I wanted to find out was if other people would But get apparently one. Wayne got a boner. So yeah, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yes. That's what somebody did. No, 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 no. I, I think that we're on the same page as uh, Manager John yeah. there. <laughs> I don't get it, man. Point taken, dude. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand it. That's why I hated that movie Crash. I just don't understand it. I'm just not dramatic enough. No. I don't think I'm warped enough in the head. Dude, if you're standing there pumping gas and you actually think about coitus while you put the gas nozzle in. You the, don't think that every no. time? I, you know what? Not it's even funny. in the back of your mind? I, pro- I will tomorrow when I fill up with gas because <laughs> I've never done that before, but now I'm going to think about that. Great. <laughs> I hope I'm not wearing my silk box or my silk shorts. Why? Because then they can see everything. Hey guys, it's Otter. Uh, just wanted to call. 
And uh, I know last week I, I made fun of Steven, you know, joke there or whatnot. But this week, after his little comment there, um, that's not a little, it was, it was very good, in-depth comment. I got to say, I agree with that guy 100% about, you know, the waste of money and all these remakes and all this. Oh, they're just Hollywood bullshit anymore, you know. Why try to do something original? That's not going to guarantee us money. If we do something that uh, has a following already, that's at least a couple. But I'm sure this is topics we've all discussed between the forums and the show and everything over the course of the last year. But it's just it, it amazes me as to how much good shit there is out there to go see. But yet people, you know, uh, G.I. Joe, man, uh, yeah. I'm not going to deny it. I'm... Very curious. I'm uh, trying to find a uh, online version. I said it. I don't care because I'm not going to spend my money to go see this. I got burned with Transformers this summer. You know, I'm, I'm a fanboy of Transformers. I have a shelf full of figures, but it's just all this junk. Like the people were telling me, like, "Oh, Hugh Jackman, he was so great in the X-Men Origins movie." And yes, I liked it. But then I tell people, if you want to see a really good movie in it, it's called The Fountain. Oh, it's it's so great. Uh, like. Is that that one where he's like this bald dude? And that was terrible. Oh, why? Because you had to think, you know, your attention span had to be tested, which, you know, sometimes I'm guilty of that myself. You know, it's like when you go to the theater to see a movie, darn, I, I can't hit pause. Or, or, or what was that? Let me rewind that and check that out. You know, DVRs have really made television viewing uh, a kind of a lazy thing, you know, like back in the day, people used to sit down. Remember TGIF Fridays on whatever it was, ABC or something. Now, I mean, if a show gets sent to Friday night, that's a that's a kiss of death, you know. Nobody's in, in watching Friday and Saturday nights. You know, now it's all get them on Sunday night when they're all tired from the weekend or, you know, first thing Monday. But, you know, and, uh, gosh, I don't know what else to say. I had other things to say, but... Pretty much, I just got to say, I agree with everything that Steven had to say in that. Uh, you know, it's it just sickens me as to how bad the attention span. I like a lot of good subtitle movies. Uh, my wife's a fan of it, too. You know, you get experience some culture and art from other countries before we've got to go and ruin it and by Americanizing it. I mean, hell, look at the original Godzilla movie. We had to throw clips of Raymond Burr in there just to make people feel good about themselves. Yeah. All right, guys. Later. All right, I got a couple of things for you in response to that. First of all, um, yeah, Stephen thinks he's pretty damn smart, okay, coming up with stuff like that. Of course, he's got all sorts of time to just think about shit like that when he's never putting out any shows. <laughs> sorry, Stephen. Sorry, I'm a bastard. Uh, number two, am I to understand that you are GI curious? <laughs> He did say that, I think. Yes, he did. I think he said he's curious to see <laughs> yes, that movie. Yes, he did. He Co- did mention that. I <laughs> uh, have not seen The Fountain. But, I, I mean, obviously I have to agree with you. You know what? You know what? One thing, though, and I'm not throwing this out as the way it is. I'm throwing this out as a thought. I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't, I mean, because you remember you, on like NBC used to have uh, 
uh, can't miss comedy or whatever the hell that was. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was on Thursday nights, and I don't remember. Yeah, it was what it Seinfeld, was. And all that stuff. Must you know, see TV, must see TV or whatever. Yeah. You know, and I'd go and I'd make sure to be, I'd, I'd clear out my Thursday night because they had the best shows. But you know what? I think with the advent of DVRs and and uh, sites like Hulu, things like that, mm-hmm. I don't, know, I don't know if that's as important anymore. Well, and here's the other part of it. You know, those were that was happening before you get this reality TV. That's true. And and you know what? Sometimes reality is 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 stranger than fiction. And so you've got these shows that come on that you just can't take your eyes off sometimes. I loathe all reality TV. I and See, there's some of it that I watch. I've watched, remember, remember uh, uh, what, episode one that I, I mentioned that I watched the Corys? Oh, yeah. I've watched the Corys, and I watched, uh, I can't remember what it was called, a super band or something. It was on the VH1 where they got uh, mm. Sebastian Bach and the, and the bassist from Biohazard. And, uh, Did you watch Rockstar? Well, no. Where they were going Ted to- Nuge? No, it oh. was it was where they were auditioning for the lead singer of NXS. Was the first year, and then the second year was with. Uh, Wait, what? What happened to Michael Hutchins? Uh, <laughs> wow, sorry, too soon. I dude. hate I hate NXS. Anyways, <laughs> so, anyways, I watched Dancing with the Stars. Well, I'm not going to get into a to a debate with you on how stupidly retarded. <laughs> I I can, I personally cannot stand it. I and that's yeah. but that's just my opinion. Well, and where I was really going with reality TV was meaning YouTube. How many hours can you spend on YouTube uh-huh. checking stuff out that you just can't take your eyes off? Because and it's well, and some of it's set up and fake. But there's a lot of real stuff on well, there. Listen, that you're just like what the? I'll tell you what's good about YouTube is because you can watch it at work, mm-hmm. waste work's time <laughs> watching all that stuff, and plus you only get to see the highlights. Remember when that uh, old lady got on uh, Great Britain has talent or whatever? And, oh yeah, and she was like an old frumpy old lady. Yeah, and she, yeah. I, I was like, oh my gosh, obviously <laughs> you did not. That. Listen, it was pretty moving, dude. Yeah, it was pretty good. Shut up. <laughs> no, anyway, I I don't know. I don't know if DVRs are is 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 uh, prolific as I think they are, but I don't know. I typically like, for instance, I love Burn Notice that sh- mm-hmm. the, the show, and I got into it because of Bruce Campbell. But I really like that show mm-hmm. um, all around. There's a lot more choices too. Well, and a the lot thing is, more choices. the thing is, here's what I do. I I'll, I'll record that on the DVR, and and you know I'll record. Uh, my wife likes, you know, Psych and then Eureka, mm-hmm. and then we'll watch them together. They're, I mean, they're not bad, but mm-hmm. the thing is, is we can do it whenever we have time, which right. is the only way we could do it, right. I think, anymore. I mean, I don't, I don't think anything's changed. I think that it was just a higher priority anyways. Thanks for the voicemail. Hey, guys. How's it going? This is Alan. Uh, I discovered the show a couple of months back and been going back and listening to it. Really, really digging it. Uh, as far as Ginger Snap, I'm sorry, as far as uh, I Spit on Your Grave, Wow, you could have put that one in. Love your junk. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I haven't spoiled anything. That is a badass movie. Uh, I don't know what to say. Good luck watching it if you haven't seen it before. It's pretty fucked up. Have a good one. Bye. I uh, love the junk. There was there was one part in that movie where it was getting loved to getting unloved in too short of a time. That's all I'm saying. What? I didn't even follow that. We'll talk about it later. Wow. No, all I know t- is that movie made me feel a lot better about myself and my manhood. I'm glad. Yep. Why? Because it's still attached? Well, no, because like when I go to the gym, I like to wear shorts so that people can see the veins. <laughs> 
And sometimes I, you know, I worry a little bit. You're, that... t- you're talking about the the junk alerts where uh, they, <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah, it was okay. So, but these guys had full on manes, dude. That was covering up anything. It was disgusting. <laughs> so they had their little pink uh, gumdrop pointing out. Yeah, of their I was gonna mane. say it's as if I grew like a full face beard, like one of yeah. those like wolf kids. Yeah, and all you could see is the tip of your nose. Yeah, it's the same Damn thing. That I wish happened. Dude. Why are we talking about? We'll, I don't know. But we'll that save that gross. for later. Yeah. Hey, Mike and Sam. This is Johnny from Oklahoma City. I was just calling to talk about a couple of your recent episodes. Actually, um, in particular, the one with Laid to Rest and Dead Girl. Um, I haven't seen Dead Girl, but I'll check it out. But um, no, man, Laid to Rest. I think the reason a lot of people come away from that movie thinking the story was really weak is because the uh, the director Robert Hall actually that's his uh, he he's a special effects artist with uh, he owns a company called Almost Human. And they've done, you know, work with Buffy and tons of stuff. But so he's written two movies and directed two movies, but they're not the most solid stories. But still, man, I, I love Laid to Rest. That movie just kills. And I can't really say much about Bobby Sue Luther's acting because she, I mean, she was really cool when I met her at the convention and all. But um, but on top of that, too, you know, uh, I've seen worse. Man, uh, I honestly, Nightmare on Elm Street's my favorite movie of all time as far as horror goes, but I don't think Heather Langenkamp is, like, a strong actress either. But, I mean, I don't think a bad leading lady can necessarily destroy a whole film. I think she did all right, and like you said, man, she has some freaking massive knockers. And that's just the first time I've ever said the word knockers, by the way, so it's kind of weird. Um, but the show coming up, I'm really stoked about just, you know, I Spit on Your Grave, is one of my favorites. Uh, and if you guys get a chance, you got to check out the DVD release with commentary by Joe Bob Briggs. It is awesome. You know, because he's funny anyway. But um, And The Descent, Neil Marshall's badass. Um, I like all three of the movies he's done. And I'm kind of disappointed that they pulled him off the uh, Predators remake, or reboot or whatever, and they put Nimrod Antle on it to direct it. I never heard of that person, but their name's Nimrod, so that fucking speaks for itself. Um, Ginger Snaps, too, that's, not two, not Ginger Snaps, too, because that movie sucked, but Ginger Snaps, the first one, I loved, I thought it was real original, it was like an after-school special, but with werewolves, so I I had something really appealing about that, really cool, um, the third Ginger Snaps I liked a lot, too, the sort of prequel, where they were set back in the, uh, I don't know, back in the day, but that second Ginger Snaps was just terrible, it just... God, it's the only one I don't own, and I've actually seen it for 50 cents, and I just can't bring myself to spend 50 cents on that piece of shit. Uh, but I really don't have a whole lot, uh, but man, uh, I really wish, I don't know, I really wish more people liked Laid to Rest. That movie's one I get a lot of shit about, because I love Laid to Rest, man, and I recommend it to people, and they're like, yeah, that wasn't that good. But if you're going into a brainless slasher movie, you can't really expect a whole lot, and I mean, you know, like you said, you were talking about all the movies, all the horror movies from the 70s and 80s and 90s and stuff with plot holes. I mean, that's just the genre. I mean, this is the genre where you're going to find the most plot holes, probably, other than science fiction. Um, but, man, I love Later Rest. I love Bobby Sue Luther. And sexy bitches are my favorite kind of bitches, man. That's my girlfriend's ringtone on her phone, which is pretty funny, actually, because, you know, just be walking around and hear that shitty song, like, every five minutes. Every time someone tweets, but man, I don't have a whole lot. I mean, I keep saying I don't have a whole lot to say, but I keep, well, I'm rambling because, well, I didn't call last week because I was sick, walking pneumonia, 
And so now I'm on coding, so I keep saying I don't have much to say, but I think it's because of the coding that I just keep talking. So, But I am going to let you go now. All right, take it easy, guys. Good job. Bye. Dude, the the higher you are, the better, apparently. <laughs> By the way, remember last week how uh, we had a young caller call in and uh, sing Sam a song? Yeah. Called Sexy Bitches. Or yeah. my fa- and Sam didn't even know what that was from. Well, yeah, because that's what I said afterwards. I'm like, son, do you even know what a bitch is? Because I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> it was right there. We yeah, talked about my it. Fault. My it doesn't, fault. doesn't matter. I would like you to apologize. I will issue a formal apology <laughs> to everyone under 12 who is listen listening to, to the show. That and if ask you, you to please stop. If you call in and you just say sexy bitches are my favorite bitches over and over, that this co-host may not know what you're talking about. So I apologize for my <laughs> stupidity. And please, please, next time, send in a permission slip before you leave a voice. Do you know what's funny is... Uh, you know how he's talking about laid to rest and how it was it was basically done by a special effects guy. That makes perfect sense yeah. because the kills were yeah, badass yeah. and the story was kind of. Listen, I still really like that movie. Uh, what are you gonna do? No, uh, it's you, fine. I, I look- didn't enjoy it as much as other people, but <laughs> and by the way, I actually watched. Uh, I spit on your grave two times. First time, first time just straight up. Second time with commentary from Joe Bob Briggs. I have never found myself laughing in a movie at a time when a man's getting his wiener whacked off. Wait, 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 wait. Sliced off, maybe? <laughs> some better. But but uh, that dude is hilarious. That, I, I should have watched it. That's some of the it. best commentary of any of any movie that I've ever watched. I should have watched it, so it with great. his commentary. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. Before I sent it back, but that's fine. <laughs> hey, Mike and Sam. Sorry for blowing up your voicemail. I, uh... Man, I, I forgot. I was going to tell you about Orphan, man. Cause last time I told you, Orphan rocked my ass. And that came out wrong, first of all, because we all know that only Mike and Sam at the Cadaver Lab rocked my ass. But secondly, because uh, it was a really good movie, and I feel that because of what it looks like, a lot of people are giving it that good son comparison. And, you know, from the trailers, I can see where they can, you know, draw that conclusion. But I think it was, man, it was way beyond the good son. And that little freaking... That little bitch in that movie is way creepier than Macaulay Culkin. Even though Sam doesn't think she's very creepy looking, I wouldn't freaking sit in a room with her. Plus, she's got that accent, like Romanian freaking Bela Lugosi accent. Yeah, I'm not too good with kids and creepy accents either, or kids in general. But anyway, I'm going to let you go because, fuck, man, I just left like a 30-minute message a second ago. Bye. Well, I'm glad to know that Johnny admits he's not a pedophile, so that's pretty sweet. <laughs> and plus, dude, there's now instigated the Johnny rule that you can't call any girl under 18 a bitch. You can't do it. <laughs> that is so wrong. How did you do that? <laughs> Listen, It's the medicine talking. Oh, it's you know, the medicine you talking. You know what I was – yeah, it's the Cody. <laughs> you, know, here, you know, I forgot to mention this last time. Uh, Johnny actually started up his own – Movie review show. He does a video review. Oh, cool. Because he's so handsome. Nice. With that giant goatee. I like it. Did you think I was going to say goatee or something different? Uh, I didn't know what you were going. Go to YouTube. Just... <laughs> that was a rhetorical question. Oh, sorry. So, my, no, my Batman. Did you just call yourself Batman? I said... <laughs> <I'm cute>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just said I'm Batman, like I'm supposed to just oh, run away I or something. I said my bad, <laughs> oh. comma, man. I'm Batman. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? I'm not scared of that. <laughs> uh, I should have, like, ripped my shirt down or something. <laughs> but uh, 
go to youtube.com slash Kruger Nation. Mm. And uh, he's got some uh, movie reviews. Go head, head up there, too. By the way, did I forget to mention that Tony that called in is from uh, the Firearms Cafe you did. podcast? You I did. to mention that, yeah. I did forget, so I'm glad to, glad to mention it. Uh, yeah. Make sure to go over and visit him as well. That dude loves his guns. Yes. I love my guns. I only got one, and it's aimed right. right at you. <laughs> Cadaver Lab, this is in Oshado. Um, hi. Uh, <laughs> I had this whole big thing, like I wanted to talk about, about uh, Friday the 13th, you know, about uh, number six, because on Mike's recommendation, we talked a little bit, back and forth emails and whatnot, and uh, he said, you know, for me to get it, because that was, you know, he really wanted me to see that one, because I had told him my whole gamut of Friday the 13th, and uh, I watched it, and I gotta say, you're right, it's a fucking cool movie, um, I wish that I hadn't seen, you know, uh, Return of the Living Dead so much, because the main character's in that one as well, and, you know, that kind of took it away a little bit, but the girl, and, uh, you know, her friends, and the stupid camp motherfuckers, and especially that fucking sheriff were awesome, and so it kind of, you know, it was kind of working, it was kind of cool. I liked that there was also a crazy old man in this one, like a number three, you know. Uh, he wasn't holding an eye, but he was still, you know, crazy and goofy. And uh, it was it was cool. I, I liked the movie. Um, I really appreciate you guys doing the Friday the 13th series and everything. It's very fucking cool. And I honestly had this whole big rant about something. Oh, yeah, you guys kind of, okay. Uh, when you were talking about number three, you were like, well, number three was basically just him to get a mask and... And I don't think so. I really think that it bridged the, a little bit of a gap there in that the, the main girl had had an encounter with Jason while he was just, you know, running around in the woods and everything. And then, you know, you saw this one couple that he went into their fucking store or whatever and fucking killed them. And it just kind of showed what he was doing in between times of, of having a camp full of idiots to kill, you know. And I think it was it was really cool. And I also liked that... Um, you know, one of the kids was involved in number six, too. That was pretty cool. But as far as number three goes, I think it was a little bit more than... Because, of course, that's the one I've watched the most. You know what I mean? So I think I kind of attached to that one um, a lot because that was the first one I saw in the theater. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It was it was pretty cool because the, uh, the girl that I went to see it with was the girl across the street, and she was fucking terrified, you know, just all over me during that movie, so I think that might have affected my judgment on number three, but yeah, I, I vote for number three as my favorite one, but not to take away from number six, that was really good, that was really good, cool. especially like the uh, the lightning strike and the whole, you know, reanimated that way and everything, that was pretty fucking sweet, so anyway, talk to you guys later. Cadaver Lab, this is Uno Shadow again, I remember what it was I was going to tell you earlier, a little thing about, uh, you were saying that you didn't want to comment on it and all this stuff, you know, just leave it alone because there's a big argument and no one's really sure. Well, I'm fucking sure, okay? I am sure. Jason is not a zombie. And here's why. Zombies tear people's brains open and eat them. They rip people's guts out and eat them. Jason never eaten anybody. Not once, not ever. So, Jason, therefore, not, and I repeat, not and never will be a zombie. Might be some other kind of undead. Not fucking sure. Probably a revenant. Possibly a ghoul. No, not even a ghoul. You know what? He's not. He's just not. He's undead. Yes, but maybe he's his own type of undead because he's definitely 175 
billion percent positively not a zombie. Later. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was it again? I'd lab that cadaver. Dude, we cannot get into that. That's like, that's taboo topics, man. We would spend hours and hours debating that because it's just, it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? You just don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a topic that many people, many wise men have pondered that for years in trying to come up with the answer, a solid answer, have gone mad. Well, and there is one person that has the answer, but the bastard won't give it up. And that's why I hate his guts, and that's Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so I'm going to kill him. And I'm sure that uh, that that I just I just hate Kevin Bacon. He's By the got way, buried somewhere. <laughs> I don't know why you have this animosity towards him. He, I mean, yeah, sure, he, he forgot his roots, but I'm like worried. What if you? What if he comes in concert with his brother in a band, and you're gonna like rush the stage and and destroy him? I don't even know what you're referring to, but I w- yes, I. What would are you talking that. about? He's in a band with his brother. Oh, I didn't know that. He's he's the Bacon Brothers. I try not to even pay attention to that loser who has no career <laughs> and just sucks. Give me a break. By the way, you know the truest what? the truest movie that he ever was in, true to his real life was Sleepers. <laughs> so <laughs> I you know, I watched that and and part of me was like, "You know what? Good for you, Kevin Bacon. Some people applaud people for taking their clothes off in movies. I applaud you for playing what you really are." Oh Thank man, you, Kevin. that hurts. That you know that's insensitive. We really need to up the come on the class on, level. Right, step it up. By the way, I did. Uh, I think I did hear Uno say that uh, he wishes he hadn't seen Return of the Living Dead because uh, kind of room for six. Because the main character was the same. Yeah. What I'm saying is this: with trash dancing in the cemetery, you want to see that regardless of yeah. if it's going to ruin part six for you. Yeah. But, <laughs> That was a great movie. Uh, freaking, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, McPierce. Hey, Mike and Sam. It is your friendly neighborhood, Spooky Bill. Uh, just listened to your one-year episode, and it was very good. In hindsight, probably would have been cool if you'd saved the Bruce Campbell episode for your one-year episode, but both were equally equally good, and, uh, and uh, yeah. Almost had me with, I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, your last episode. This being your last, but yeah, I, I know you guys are too too much of attention whores to uh, really quit. Death scenes, yeah. I'm kind of sick of those myself, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll find some other way. You guys got to find some other way to give us stuff that we like. Speaking of stuff that we like, I've got Blockbuster online, and when I had it, when I first started, they did the unlimited, uh, you can take the movies back to the store, and then they mail them back and you trade it in. Well, there was no cap on that then, so I would get three movies, watch them one day. The next morning, if I went in the morning, I'd get three more movies, watch them, and then again, the next day, I would get another three. Maybe the next day or two, I'd get the other three in the mail. So uh, that went on for a while, but then they put a cap on, on how many you can you can trade and how many you can... Uh, um, you know, tra- do the yeah, trade into the store to get a movie, and uh, that kind of sucked. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of people were probably doing that. Um, uh, the Orphan, uh, you know, I don't know if I really want to see it or not. I saw it, like you guys said, I saw it, it was called The Good Son even before I saw it when it was called The Bad Seed. So you know, eh, it is what it is. 
And uh, Sam, well, I just got to say, you know, good for you. You got balls. Uh, I know they're not rotted off or anything, but uh, for sticking up for your Hannah Montana movie opinion. And uh, you know what? That, that's kind of... Well, it's, I guess it's not... I wouldn't expect any, any more or less from you, Sam. But, uh, you know, good for you. Good for you for having the balls to say you liked it and uh, not having Mike edit it out. And, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. And uh, luckily, my daughters are only one-year-old. So uh, by the time they're old enough, Hannah Montana will have faded into nothingness, hopefully. Um, but, of course, I'm sure somebody else will have taken her place. Somebody equally as... Whatever. Um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. This has been Spooky Bill. Mike and Sam, you guys rock. Bye. Plus, Disney wouldn't be where they are today if they didn't have some clever writers on their uh, on their team. And bald dudes that shave their heads, uh, they look like giant walking penises. So I appreciated that, uh, Spooky Bill. By the um, way, I am not a penis... Yeah, me neither. Me, I have one, but I'm not one. Anyways, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks for, for the explanation. Um, as far as Blockbuster goes, you know, I had the Blockbuster thing like you, but I stopped it for different reasons. I realized that if you take the letters and unscramble them and put them in a different order, it says Satan's Video Store. So I stopped for that reason. Well, I would think that they'd have a better horror selection if that were the case. No, dude, that's, freaking that's Blockbuster right. licks. It I does hate suck. Them. Netflix so bad. is so much better because the stuff that I that we're watching for the podcast. I was looking on Blockbuster for like uh, I wanted to watch uh, Mr. Vengeance. Oh yeah, sympathy. and uh, yeah, sympathy for for Mr. Vengeance and Lady Vengeance. They didn't even have it, dude. And, okay, so I mean, l- let's talk about the stores, the actual stores mm-hmm. too. They got shit in yeah, there. Yeah, it's crap. Wherever we would move, I would get through a horror section in like a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, they only had like they had such a small set of movies that I hadn't seen. It was always the same mm-hmm. bullcrap. And the and the thing is, it's the same with Hollywood, Hollywood mm-hmm. Video. You know, but yeah, I, I I don't know. Netflix is like. I mean, God, we should get some money or something for this crap. We should start calling them Netflixes instead of red, <laughs> red boxes. boxes. But the th- but the thing is, the, I, I am just, I am always surprised at the selection they have. Somebody will say, "Dude, I got this." The mo-. in fact, uh, Uno told me about uh, a couple of like a show by Herschel Gordon Lewis called "The Gorgor Girls" that hmm. I'd heard of but I'd never seen before. Uh, you know, I figure, yeah, that's probably pretty nasty, whatever. But of course, Netflix has it. Netflix has. I mean, yeah. I don't, I'm not saying they have everything, mm-hmm. but in uh, the one thing about Netflix that really kicks is once they started offering instant instant oh, watches. Yeah. I I love that. Mm. You know, even though the 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 what do you call it, the selection could be a lot better, mm-hmm. but I mean it's just so great. And you I mean you don't? I don't know. I don't know if you take advantage of that, do you? I, I haven't yet, but you know, I have so many movies to keep me busy. I went on a tear there where I was just buying movies like crazy, uh-huh. and I haven't even watched even half of those. You know what? On on my Xbox, uh-huh. it's, it's free if you have a gold account to to actually just stream it directly to your Xbox, mm-hmm. and then so it's on your TV. The thing is, there's like a ninety nine dollar. Um, Box like for under a hundred bucks, that's probably cheaper now. Mm-hmm. But uh, that does the same thing. Mm. It's pretty cool. I don't know. Mm. I don't. I, I love Netflix, but uh, I'm not getting paid by them, so screw them for not paying me. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Spooky Bill. I just starting to listen to your Friday Thirteenth uh, episode. Just made it through the feedback, and I am rolling on the floor. Well, not really, because I listened to it on the way home yesterday, and I just started again today. So the rolling has 
is over, and I just heard Sam's man on the street. And dude, he's kind of trying too hard. I mean, you could have at least ordered a, a vagina, maybe a, a beef filled in a vagina. I mean, vagina. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the feedback was hilarious. The, the creepy thing is, Otter was talking about um, the flight club. Yeah, I actually live fairly close to the flight club. And uh, I've passed there at noon. Now, I haven't seen any, any you know, skid marks uh, on the street from, you know, saggy badges. But I've seen some really nice cars in their in their parking lot at noontime. Also, a block or two down, there's some really skeezy hotels, and uh, there's always really nice cars in their parking lots as well. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah, people going out for nooners, and I hope, hope not with the, you know, rough strippers. Anyway, I've never been to the flight club, let me just say that. <clears throat> I actually never have, honestly. But uh and then the Royal Oak Music Theater. Or not the, not the music theater, the uh um landmark theater in Royal Oak that he was also talking about. I was lucky enough to have seen my name is Bruce there. Bruce Campbell was touring with the movie and got to see him and uh uh and the movie. But unfortunately he didn't really stick around for autographs or chatting with fans. He just kinda talked after the movie and split and then he was gone. But that's all I want to say. I, I've only made it through the feedback. And, uh, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wasn't laughing too much with Taco Bell. But if I could think of anything better, I guess I'll send a suggestion, which I probably can't. So, all right. It takes balls to do that, though. I don't know. I used to do that shit when I was younger. And now I just, I don't know. I'm just an old man. I'm just too insecure. I don't know. I just feel foolish. But maybe that's what I need to do. I need to jump back into my youth and start doing stupid-ass things, like ordering a naco. Okay. All right, bye. The Flight Club is a den of iniquity. Well, and the only reason that Spooky Bill hasn't been to the Flight Club is because his wife listens to the podcast. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> By the way, anybody happen to catch uh, <laughs> what's his <laughs> McPierce's uh, last episode of A Little Dead Podcast. Sam co-hosted on it. Yes, it he was kept awesome. saying, "Nice," and and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and that was about it. I love it. Oh no, no, and you said, "And I am Sam." <laughs> That's some good stuff. I'm glad to. You know what? I told him because he he was asking permission. Like he needs permission to cut up the show. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, you can take whatever you want and use it for anything. <laughs> yes. Hey, Mike and Sam, it's Ed uh, from upstate New York again. Uh, I'm out of town for some arson training. Um, I had emailed Mike about that I'm a police officer, and the only thing that seems to give me any semblance of sanity after 12 years is listening to your podcast. I'm just kidding. Anyway, I was listening to the latest three episodes on the five-hour trip here and um, to the middle of nowhere. And... Um, Enjoyed hearing my voicemail, so maybe you'll play this one too. But the main reason I'm calling is I was noodling around on my iPod Touch and Googled Cadaver Lab and stumbled across uh, a website called WebsiteOutlook.com where a dollar value is placed on a website. And uh, 
surprisingly, your, your website is worth $1,664, uh, which seems like a lot, but then when you check some other websites you might know, like IMBD, that's $57, 53000000 million. Uh, but you were in line with uh, JAFMP.com. I won't tell you who is worth more, you or JAFMP, but um, let's just say you're, you're pretty close. Um, so that's it. just wanted to say I've enjoyed the latest three episodes, re-listening to them. Uh, keep me sane in between dodging deer on the highway. Okay, bye. Nice. couple of things there. First of all, um, I don't want to have to be the one to break it to you, but if you're listening to the Cadaver Lab to stay sane, that may be an issue. Yeah, we really <laughs> are not medical doctors to help <laughs> situations like that. We don't prescribe any medication. We talk about excessive masturbation. And different names for body parts. We keep track of boobs in movies. Um, we make shit up, and people never call us out on it. So, I mean, you know, probably there's other ways that are constructive to uh, to go ahead and fill your time so that you're sane. But on another note, just so you know that we are obeying the law, it's one of the reasons we instigated the Johnny rule that you cannot call an under-18-year-old girl a bitch anymore. You just can't do it. So by, please don't come arrest us. By the way, if there's anybody who wants to give me 1600 bucks, the website is sold. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got some other stuff laying around that uh, could also, you could pay $1,600 for. <laughs> is that- just so you know. Nice. <laughs> Actually, uh, Ed, and, Ed and I have been emailing back and forth. He's got a rough job being a policeman. See, oh, really? Seeing all the... I mean, you know... No, wait he, a second. What? He's not the policeman from YMCA. Village people, is he? Is he a real one, or is he one of those kind? <laughs> well, listen, I assume he's a real one, unless uh, unless the guy from uh, the... the uh, why, why can't I remember the village people? Oh, my gosh. Uh, unless the guy from the village people is constantly seeing dead bodies. Ooh, he sees dead. Ed sees dead bodies. Yeah, but not. Yeah, he, he sees dead people, but wow. like cadavers. Wow, yeah. that's pretty tough. And we dude. talked about that. You know, the thing is, is it's like uh, that's got to be harsh. I mean, yeah, we see it in movies and stuff, but I think in real, it would be horrifying. That would be horrifying. Yeah. Because what movie did we just watch? We watched uh, Unrest. Yeah. Remember last time you ever we watched Unrest? And uh, I mean, they they apparently were supposed to be real cadavers in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know which ones were real and which ones weren't, but just kind of having that in the back of my mind was sick, and that's probably why they said that. Yeah. They probably had like half a hand or something that was real just so they could say that, and then it freaked me out. There, It was it was a gross show, not the best yeah. movie in the world, but there were definitely some creepy parts with that crap. Yeah. And, and by the way, too, just, just from my own knowledge, um, I don't know why you started out your voicemail saying you're in upstate New York. I mean, I don't... Can you? Because I've heard a lot of people do that. So, but but it's upstate New York. Why not just say you're from New York? I guess because you don't want to be identified with the city. With Manhattan, yeah. I think I think it's all an intricate network of gangs. Because I don't say, "Hey, this is Sam from like the coolest part of Utah." I don't do that. <laughs> I know that Southern Californians and Northern Californians hate each other too. If it wasn't for the governor, <laughs> the, the governor. Uh, there would be a civil war between North Ca- Northern uh, California, California and Southern California. Good one. <laughs> hey, this is Metal Max, and I'm calling to call one of your viewer, your listeners out. This Metal Mikey guy, he's stealing my moniker. I'm Metal Max. That's 
I'm the only person who can use the word metal before his name. I was sitting at home last week, and uh, I was whacking off to car crashes on TV because they turned me the fuck on, and I heard one of your your viewer or whatever, the people that call into your podcast, and he said, he said, oh, I wish I could copyright the name Metal Mikey, and, and you know what? You can't because it's already taken. Metal Max. So, uh... You pass that word along to him, and uh, I will really appreciate it. This is Metal Max, signing off. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just not going to get involved in that uh, in that flame war. Yeah, you because <laughs> if that were to go back and forth, not only would we be here until Sunday with them throwing insults at each other. Well, it's easy to send insults when when uh, it's over the internet. That's it's true. Ba- and, you know, there's no way. You just throw the email bomb or the voicemail bomb. Oh, it, it's almost it's almost as if, like, you can say whatever you want on, for instance, like the IMDb forums. I oh, swear yeah. people go there just to start shit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know what? So, uh, uh, well, I guess the only thing to do is uh, set up an octagon, get a battle royale going, let's do it. Can Everlab will sponsor it. Let's get it on! As long as it's free. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is Jason Borges. I was calling in to say, I think you guys suck. You gave more time to that jerk Freddy than you did to me. I got a formula, and it works, goddammit. I may not get as inventive as that fuck Kruger, but, man, my movies are damn good. So fuck you guys. All right, I'm going home. Was that Metal Jason? <laughs> I was going to say, I think Metal Max put a hockey mask on and then thought he had, it was a good idea to pick up the phone have we really, and lob us a call. Have we really given uh, uh, Freddie more time, have we? I uh, think we've done two apiece, haven't we? Yeah, so I don't know what that... Uh, what uh, let's see, because we did one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, because then we just have... Uh, all we have left is seven, and then we... Yeah, I think we. I think maybe now he sent that in before he listened to the last one. Why don't you listen to all the shows before you pick up your shit? <laughs> why, why are you giving him a hard time? Because uh, he's giving us our time. He just... He no, just no, 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 no. really mean. He was in character. Oh. So it wasn't him. Oh. Okay. Oh, so what you're telling me is that was Julie? <laughs> you motherfuckers. Hi, guys. How you doing? Come on. Um, what I have to say is, begin this is, you know, you guys start the whole thing, you friggin', was it, Sand does a book review, and the portion of the book he reads is about a man being nearly raped by another man. Bravo, Sam, bravo. That was disturbing. I was freaking eating lunch at the time. Just, you know, you just don't want to, you want to spit up a turkey sandwich as fast as possible when you hear that. Ugh, anyway. You guys are talking about the one portion of the Friday the 13th series that I like, 4 through 6. And it's the only reason is because it's the Tommy Jarvis films. I don't, you know, and, and you guys are going to oh, he likes 5, what a fucking cool. Uh, you know, I like 5 because I like the whole Scooby-Doo aspect of the whole, de- of the whole deal. That's not really Jason. It's just a guy wearing a mask with the hockey mask on, roaming around. And yeah, the story's kind of hokey. And whatnot, but I still think it's badass, and I, I I love those three films. I don't even care. Six is great because when you get done with six, you get the first Kane Hodder movie where he fights a, where he goes against a psychic. What the fuck is that? What? Huh? A psychic? What? And then he goes to Manhattan, and then they try to kill him off, and Jason goes to hell, and it's total horse shit. And then they have the 
the giggle fest that is uh Jason and Jason in space, aka Jason X. You know, I, I don't mind Jason X. Uh, I'm not a big, huge fan of it, but I'll watch it when I see it. It's not like I'm gonna uh, turn it off. Come on, you fucks! Oh, I fucking hate kids. I'm driving, if you haven't noticed. Fucking scumbags with their big fucking mufflers. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, it didn't seem like you guys liked uh, five. You liked four and six. Eh, it was good. The reason I think four works very well is besides all the nudity, I think it's because we have Savini bringing back and he's he's killing off his main his character, so that's always a good thing. I like those. I you know I like the first two. Friday the Thirteenth. I like. I don't particularly like three all that much because the whole three D aspect thing and it really gets kind of gimmicky in the in the movie. But I like four through six because I like the whole story that it's one continuous storyline in the series. And then after six, it just goes completely down to shit. Until we get to Jason versus Freddy, which I can't wait for you guys to talk about. Um, what else? What else? Oh, yeah. Mike, you are the one who is bitching the most about freaking me posting that little bit I posted about John Hughes. And the only reason I didn't post the whole thing is because the sound quality of the first ten minutes of it was so bad that I, that I had to cut it. And just pretty much post it from there because everybody got to miss James freaking out when you were saying, Oh, I hate Breakfast Club. You know, which is probably the best part of that whole thing, which is James screaming his head off, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I agree with you. I don't like that film either. Breakfast Club was a piece of shit compared to everything else that John Hughes wrote and directed, all except for the ones I brought up, like Robert Taylor and Made in Manhattan. Those are horrible. All right, I got to get off the phone and put my air conditioning back on because I'm about to sweat to death. And it's fucking like 95 degrees in Jersey, and even with the windows open, it sucks. All right, boys, you're doing a great job. Goodbye. Dude, I got, I got to say something about uh, James real quick. Uh, there have been a couple of times when we've either been, uh, what was it, uh, recording the douche cast or been all on Skype when uh, James didn't know, didn't realize that uh, we were all still on the phone. You should hear this guy, man. Oh, some of the funniest outbursts I've ever <laughs> oh, that's ever. right. Oh, and and also we had a the douche cast has just come out. Uh, just barely finished getting edited. I, ha- I have yet to put it on our site, but we're gonna put it down. We may even put it down the the uh, uh, feed. But anyways, uh, so I'm listening to there. There's a part where we all fell off of Skype, and. <laughs> And James was talking for another, I think he did four episodes, not realize that we were still there. But uh, as I'm editing it, all of a sudden he gets to the end of the episodes. He was like, hello? Hello? Ah, shit! just started going off. But he didn't cut that out of the part he recorded. Oh, my gosh. I had a great laugh over that one. The, the, the really funny part was when uh, Stephen asked a question. <laughs> Why, what was it? Stephen asked a question, and James didn't put it on mute. <laughs> and he's like, James. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, uh, I guess we'll ask before we ask another question. I'm really sorry. He's like, <laughs> Of course, James was yelling at one of his kids from across the house. Oh, oh that was funny. That guy, that guy is so cool. But yeah. uh, no, Vaughn. Uh, listen, I, I, I don't, I, I don't understand why you have such hatred for uh, Part Seven. You know, uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Seven uh, versus a psychic. Yeah, like that's the unbelievable part. Like a guy <laughs> who got Frankenstein alive in six, and then has been under a lake. But yeah, because the psychic throws the believability off on that. One. Well, and the funny part, not to disappoint Vaughn, but we were actually 
we're pretty sure we're not going to do Freddy versus Jason. We just didn't feel like it added much to either one of the series. So we were going to just skip it. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't even like that joke. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even, because, listen. I really thought you were going to go along with that no, for no, a no. second. So we could get 25 voicemails next time about everybody calling <laughs> us out. Listen, it was hilarious. And on a, on a note just like that. So this week, we got out there that I was, we were going to watch I Spit on Your Grave. Uh-huh. So I just being an idiot because I don't ever tweet. I got on there. I'm like, yeah, I'm off to watch. I spit on your grave. I'm really excited. And they're like, you're excited. Why would you be excited? I'm like, Mike says this is the greatest horror, one of the funniest horror movies he's ever seen. <laughs> I get like five people coming back. Oh my gosh, are you serious? That good luck with that. That one's horrible. I'm like, are you, really? You know, there's nothing better than alienating our listeners. <laughs> I, I love our listeners, but I can laugh at their expense sometimes. Oh, who can't? Oh, they laugh at mine. Nice. Oh, you know what that you know that is the truth, Sam. You know what? Who was it that just that uh, decided? I think it was Spooky Bill. Yeah, you. That was really stupid. Yeah, <laughs> your man. I was like, thing, you know. Yeah, come I on. appreciate that. Yeah, so, you know I mean, what? You get a little. You get to have some back. Vaginas would have been really funny. And I looked looking. Back, you don't know the pressure it is at those at those uh, drive-ins. Yeah. I get all nervous. Me too. And- I'm going to drop my change. You're going to see my ass crack while I'm leaning across to find some more. I mean, that's that really, really me- that messes with your head. <laughs> hey, Mike and Sam. It's Chris and PA. I uh, just wanted to call quick and thank you for uh, responding to my voicemail uh, the way you did because you really did clarify uh, the way you the way you felt about uh, those types of reviews regarding Dead Girl and, and other horror films in general. Um, Mike, so I appreciated that, and I agree with you. Um, and it's okay for you know someone not to like a film, but um, it's nice to get an explanation or specifics as to why they didn't enjoy it. So um, again, thanks for that clarification, and just wanted to drop a quick comment regarding your uh, your Friday the Thirteenth, four, five, and six episode. Um, actually, for me, and I think with this whole series, it, it doesn't have a certain level of nostalgia. Um, number four is actually my favorite for a number of reasons. Um, I, I just think back the first time I actually saw it and I was staying, um, out of town, uh, at my cousin's home and they had, you know, one of those gigantic satellite dishes in their front lawn. And we watched Friday the 13th part four. And I really remember it sticks out to me. Um, I was about 10 years old. It really sticks out to me that that was the first film that really, um, horrified and disgusted me uh, specifically for the way Jason was killed at the end. I could not get that image out of my head. It was so hard for me to watch and just him being hacked to pieces and when his head slides down the machete, um, oh my God, I, I just, that for me will never be duplicated um, just because of the age I was at and because that really was my first profound experience with uh with gore and special effects makeup i mean i'd seen some pretty brutal and, and crazy horror movies by that age you know uh spending that at a friend's house and we even had a, a little convenience store that would rent any movie they had to to any kid and uh i rented you know last house on the left and uh i spit on your grave from that place when i was like 10, 11, maybe 12, I'm not even sure, but, um, but yeah, part four really stuck with me because of that, and a little neat, um, side note, and you guys probably know this, um, if you've checked out a great book, uh, Crystal Lake Memories, 
for uh, the documentary. His name was Jason, which uh, is narrated by uh, the great Tom Savini. Uh, part four was actually, as its title suggests, the final chapter was promised uh, to Tom Savini as the last Friday the 13th movie. And, and uh, thus, because he he brought uh, Jason into this world with the makeup as uh, the child at the very end of part one, um, which was Savini's idea to have a big jump scare there at the end. And uh, because of that small seed of an idea that started off in Savini's head, consequently birthed the entire series, um, he signed on to do the makeup for part four with the agreement and understanding that he was going to be able to kill Jason off. So I really feel like that's an instance, you know, back in 84 where you really got to see Tom Savini put his all into something because he was so attached to that character and uh, invested in killing him off. Um, It's sad that they, you know, kind of pulled one over on him. But like Sam had said, I mean, how can you not keep making these when they're, they're turning over so much profit on their investment. So, um, I just, I love Tom Savini and, you know, the, the series is near and dear to my heart, but, uh, just because of Savini and that kill and my memories of watching that movie for the first time, uh, I have to put part four right up there. So, um, I actually just finished listening to your episode in my car. So, I uh, can't wait to hear the next one, and hopefully uh, Douchecast will be posted soon so I can start listening to that. Take care, guys. Bye. Well, so so one thing about that is, so they actually didn't lie to Tom Savini until, until episode part six. six. Yeah. And even then, he was resurrected. He got <laughs> lightning. I mean, you can't control that stuff, Tom. <laughs> you cannot control that. If lightning is going to, if a guy is digging up the bones of Jason and happens to put a lightning rod in his chest cavity and lightning strikes out, you can't control that. You can't. That's just You're, circumstantial. You know, the thing is, is God, you know, he has to understand with, with it making that much money. I, I don't know. He, you know, what's so funny is though. Now I know why he's always so grumpy at like. Uh, conventions and stuff you got screwed man well, i'm surprised he did the uh, narrated the uh, my name is jason yeah because he did you know what that i love that uh yeah that's good that documentary i mean i i i've watched that probably four or five times and i've only i mean i've had it for maybe i don't know six months or something mm-hmm. uh one thing that i did want to mention is uh about the the dead girl in in the reviewers it was funny because you know I, I i mentioned how i listened to joe bob do a commentary on I Spit on Your Grave, and uh, Joe Bob did the same type of thing, because I guess uh, Siskel and Ebert just ripped it apart, and basically he would say, did Ebert even see this movie, because he said this, but look what's going on, how, how, is, how are, are we seeing the same thing, you know, how could we interpret this so differently, gave him the, the benefit of the doubt, maybe, for a while, but after a while, he was just like, "Yeah, I don't know if they even watch this movie." I, I don't know if he said that exactly, but I think but, he uh, just didn't. He just start referring to Ebert as uh, "fat bastard." Maybe I'm pretty sure he did. You know, is he is he the one that's dead? Uh, no. Unless that happened, are you Siskel. are, are you saying was, the skinny guy died first? Yeah, he had a brain tumor. Oh man, I'm gonna yeah. go eat something. I want to live a long time. <laughs> hey, fellas, this is Sins, Stace's partner over at Creepy Kitch. Uh, first off, I wanted to give you guys a great big thanks for the really nice competent you know, compliment. Ooh, I can't speak. 
compliment you paid me and Stacy on the blog. Uh, that was really sweet of you guys. Um, I figured that you two really wouldn't be reading a horror chick blog that refers quite often to the vag. Well, okay, Stace talks more about her axe wound than I do, but you anyway, you get the picture. We're both really happy that you read it. We hope you comment more when you can. Uh, anyways, Mike, about Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. I Maybe I've worked in the arts too long in my life and spent too much time with gay guys, but how could you not see the gay metaphors? That movie is like being hit by a Mack truck full of giant pink dildos. A gym teacher is pelted with countless amount of balls as his naked, supple butt cheeks are whipped with a wet towel by Mr. Kruger before his body is penetrated by his claws. You seen anything there, honey? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure the alternative title to this was Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's House of Butt Sex, but hey, each to his own, right? Okay, we still love you. We still promise to respect you in the morning despite the fact that you didn't see the gay metaphors. Anyways, you guys are awesome. We love you. Um, as usual, I'm stoked for the next episode. Oh, and you mentioned at some point that you actually have seen the movie Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. I think you mentioned that in episode 37. Uh, if you have a copy, let me know what kind of exotic dance I can do to get a copy of that. Talk to you guys later. Bye. She just said something about what can I do to get a copy of something, and I she, thought fast. She also talked about gay metaphors. Well, so uh, uh, that's that's your side of the story. <laughs> no, listen. First of all, about their blog, I, I, it's freaking awesome. Anyway, creepykitch.blogspot.com. Okay. By the way, we will uh, we'll get you. We'll, we'll we'll figure something out about the uh, the copy of. We'll work death, something but. out on the back end. Nice. Hey there, Mike and Sam. Steven here. Really don't have a whole lot for you this week. I guess congrats on scoring the interviews. Can't wait to hear how they turned out. Really all I've got for you this time out. The other day I was listening to the radio. I heard the strangest fucking commercial. Uh, So I called the radio station. Fortunately, they had a fucking copy that they could email over to me. So, uh, I thought I'd forward this on to you. Uh, hope you like it. And really, that's it. Uh, looking forward to the show. Yeah, I'm sure you'll do a great job as always. And uh, be cool, bitches. What's for breakfast, Grandpa? That smells delicious. Why, it's Cadaver Farms new frying cocks. Great for breakfast, lunch, or any time. That sounds gay. Don't be silly, boy. At Cadaver Farms, they use only the finest grade A free-range cocks dipped in their homemade cock batter and lightly seasoned specially for frying. I love cocks. Frying cocks, that is. Now you sound like a fairy, boy. New Cadaver Farms frying cocks, available in your grocer's freezer. Also available from Cadaver Farms, Swedish meatballs, bearded clam bake casserole, tuna tacos, and clip fritters. No one knows cocks. Like Cadaver Farms, bunch of fairies. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, oh, you know something was up when he's like, "Hey guys!" Yeah, he sounded like he'd been snorting helium for like hours. He was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he drops a giant bomb on us like that. You know what? We're gonna put that out as a promo That's by awesome. itself. <laughs> then at the end. Huh.
<laughs> oh, that's that is, that's that gotta is be. so funny, dude. Can't wow. have a farm. And the quality on there. Now, I think, no, I guess we won't instigate a rule. <laughs> I don't know how old this little assistant was. By there. the way, gosh dang it, I will tell you that how, how long am I going to have to endure the frying cocks incident? That was scandalous. <laughs> Apparently. What what were we doing? I was we're doing up six like, degrees with Brian Cox. Right, but I, weren't we coming up with porn names? Oh my gosh! I, uh, you know we what? Don't do that. Let's let's not even let's no, not even go. We into can't that. speculate. It's too scandalous to even come here and talk about. Listen, I want everyone to know that my laughing for two minutes before I could actually spit that name out was not because I thought it was so damn funny. It was because I could not believe that that. This piece of crap was in my brain. That's all I mean. Oh, that is so funny. That was <laughs> awesome. That That's a good way to end marathon voicemail. Yes. Tonight. Thanks for all the voicemails. We got a crap load. We love the, definitely we, we love the feedback. We love the participation in the show because trust, if, if, it was it, just, it, if it was just us, people would get annoyed Well, you know quickly. what? It, it really gets us going because like, uh, we kind of start and we're we're thinking about the movies and we're do all this preparation for hours of preparation for the show. Uh-huh. And then we get into the voicemails and it just starts setting us off so then the the ideas are flying after that. <laughs> and right. good stuff is coming. Well, uh here here's the plan. Let's do this. Let's uh play a selection from Die Monster Die here. Mm-hmm. And then uh we'll go right into the interview that I did with uh, Sean from Angry Gnome Comics. What do mm-hmm. you think? That let's do it. And then uh, we'll how about because because here's the deal. It's going to be a long one anyways. Let's play let's play as many songs as we can from Die Monster Die. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll end the interview with another song and then we will get right into the movies. Yes. All right. <laughs>
right, so we have Sean here from Angry Gnome Comics. How's it going, Sean? Pretty good. How about you? Uh, not bad. So um, you got some exciting stuff coming up. First of all, let's talk a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do. Uh, you run a company called Angry Gnome Comics. Why don't you tell me a little bit about it? Well, uh, basically we're just a very small independent comic company, uh, mainly my wife and I run it, um, and whatever artists I can convince to actually draw for me. Uh-huh. So um, I write everything we do, and that saves me a hell of a lot of money doing it that way. <laughs> no, and I'm sure that uh, – uh, first of all, i got to ask, how's working with your wife on it? Uh, it's great. I Is mean, it, we uh-huh. we both work at the same place for our daytime jobs too. So it's oh wow. You know, we're, yeah, we're together twenty four seven, and it works out <laughs> surprisingly well. <laughs> well, no, that's cool. And she does a lot of uh, the art for. She doesn't do all of it though. She does what? It seems like she does um, a lot of art for your your um, a couple of your of uh, your main lines there. Right let's now, let's talk have... about those too. Okay. Yeah. Right now we have uh, Victor Season, Palm Reader, and Short Stack are our main three books. Mm-hmm. And Steph, my wife, she does the artwork for Victor Season and Palm Reader. Mm-hmm. Uh, Palm Reader is a first is a four part miniseries. We just finished up. It's at the printers right now. Should be online shortly for order. So that's that's very cool to uh, get our first miniseries finished at AngryGnomeComics.com. Thank you. <laughs> and it, it is sort of a um, fortune teller revenge kind of story. So it's it's got a, uh, a tried and true plot device there, but <laughs> I think it's got a unique twist to how she gets her revenge that makes it a fun story. It's pretty, It's kind of a bloody story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Those, um, our, the Victor season isn't as gory as... Uh-huh. As Palm Reader turned out, so I, I wrote them both pretty much at the same time, so I was trying to get a little of each in. Uh-huh. So, I, yeah, I, yeah, I went more bloody with Palm Reader, more uh, psychological, I guess, with Victor. Uh-huh. So, and how far are you on Victor? Because um, I have up through, what, uh, part three only. I believe I... so, yeah. Okay. Steph is working on the fourth issue right now. She's got maybe four or five pages left to draw. Mm-hmm. So I have at least half of it lettered and ready to go. Um, we're hoping to have that for the Pittsburgh Comic Con in September. Cool. Why don't you give us a quick uh, overview of, of uh, Victor Season? Well, Victor Season is basically a uh, small town where every year this large cannibalistic mountain man comes down and uses their town as his own personal hunting ground. <laughs> And so, you know, he kills enough people to store up meat for the winter. (laughs) Where where do you get your ideas, man? Well, that came from um, the beginning of Friday the 13th Part 1. Oh, nice. When when the girl is trying to make her way to the camp and she stops in at the town Uh and asks somebody for a ride. And, you know, there's people telling her she shouldn't go. There's the crazy guy. Uh Uh-huh. Obviously, telling her she shouldn't go. Um, right. The the old lady's kind of skeptical at the diner, but she asks the guy, the trucker, to give her a ride. <laughs> and I always wanted to see more of the town and how they dealt with the situation that they're in. Uh-huh. So that's kind of where I took Victor season. It focuses more on how this town that's been dealing with this for 
200 years how the people of the town deal with this fact as opposed to focusing on in on the killer like most slashers would. Oh man, I you know that's that's one I I have to admit that's one of the best things I like about your comics. And I mean I'm not trying to kiss your ass or anything, but I own <laughs> It's okay, you can. Oh okay. I own <laughs> Let's see, I own the Victor Seasons all, all the way up through. I'm glad that uh, there's only uh, three of those. And then I have all the Palm Readers. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, wait. Yeah, it's three of Victor, and it's – oh, they're, they're both up to three. So I own three of each of those. Um, also, I own four of your short stacks. Now, your short stacks are really interesting to me because um, they almost seem like comics for the um, attention deficit <laughs> type of people. Yeah, I I, th- I think they're good for bathroom reading. You know what? I I typically can get two through two or three stories, but why don't you explain to us what that what you mean by that? <laughs> well, each story is in short stack is written by myself and then illustrated by a different artist. But the uh, the the gimmick of the book is that each issue is thirteen stories, each story told in two pages. So you get a whole like. Uh, Twilight Zone, Tales from the Crypt style story, just beginning, middle, and end, all told in two pages. And I will tell you that uh, I think out of the, I mean, I I do enjoy all of your comics, but these I I especially enjoy because it's it's nice to see um, all the different artists, you know, and how how different they all are. And uh, I don't know, I find that I find that very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of fun um, just trying to track down different people, um, trying to find various art you know art styles i'll go and i'll just jump to a different bunch of different art websites that i know of and just uh start looking around at what's the newest post and if i like something i'll email them ask them if they'd be interested in doing one you know send them some previews or links to to our website angrygnomecomics.com so they could look at previous you know previous (laughs) ones and right how i mean have you ever gotten i mean have your responses been good generally with that uh, generally, yeah. For the most part, um, I'd say by now I'm probably getting about a 50-50 reply. Oh, okay. I've kind of um, I've I've been uh, shorter on stories lately because it's just been so much going on. So I've been uh, very picky with who I've been trying to hit up. Oh, really? Okay. So that's that's kind of uh, you know, knocked back my number of yeses, but. It's you know increased some of the quality of the of what I've had, so that's kind of nice. Let's put it this way, Sean. Before I started talking to you with, uh, and you know, before I even started getting to Cadaver Love, I wasn't even into comics at all, and I think some of yours were the first that I ever read. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I think that you do a great job. I also see a, a, a big improvement, you know, in my opinion, you know, f- between the the short stack. One to uh, the one that I just got in the mail what, a couple weeks ago. Oh, you know, I appreciate uh-huh. that. It's good to hear that it's noticeable. Oh well, I mean, I mean, I don't want to fool anyone to think that I know what I'm talking about oh, well. or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, so okay, so now why don't you why don't you uh, explain how? I mean, here here's the deal. One of the one of the things that I'm really curious about is okay, you've got your whole life. You know, you've in, uh, you've got your interests outside there, and you know you have your wife and family, and whatnot. And uh, not only do you write all these stories, and your wife draws, or excuse me, creates the art, and you get all this, but how's running the business? I mean, that, has that been a good experience for you? Uh, yeah, it's been fine. Um, 
it's kind of rough because we are we're we're small enough that we don't really have any real form of distribution. Huh? So any kind of sales or advertising or that kind of stuff we have to do is all through podcasts or online or whatever comic shows we can make it to, which again, being so small, we don't make it to that many. Uh-huh. You know, I think we make it to maybe two a year and they're both in Pennsylvania. Oh, so, right. so we try to rely a lot on the internet, but it's kind of, you know, it's kind of hard to get the name out there. Sure. No, absolutely. If you had any experience where, um, getting the name out of some, we've had any negative, I mean, has there been much, or has it just been, is your main focus just on trying your hardest to get it out there? Yeah, yeah, trying to get it out there. I've had a, I've had a couple negatives. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the beginning of Victor season starts off with, um, your general, what you would expect of a slasher to uh-huh. begin with, with a girl being hunted down. Right. And I posted that, like the, a five-page preview or something on a forum, just to you know, just to see what people thought because sure. it was our first book and all that stuff. And I got this email back from from some lady saying that it was it was misogynistic and <laughs> that it was everything that's wrong in the world and that it was like a kick in the stomach to her and everything. Did you tell your wife drew it? Yes, I did actually. <laughs> And, uh, and I, you know, I said, you know, I didn't do that to be offensive to anybody. It's just, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, that's well, a general start to a slasher. Everybody's not interested in everything. So, I mean, I guess right. you would have to expect some of that. Oh, you're kicking old ladies in the stomach, man. That's harsh. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you mentioned the Pittsburgh Comic Con. So, uh, tell me a little bit about that. Um, it's our local show. I live right out, we live right outside of Pittsburgh. Um, it's September 11th, 12th, and 13th. This will be, I believe, our fifth year going. Oh, cool. And, yeah, and it's kind of nice that that's sort of how we, um, forced ourselves to actually start was, you know, I had all these ideas kicking around in my head and I just, my wife, who wasn't my wife, at the time, mm-hmm. got sick of me keeping her up at night by telling her all the stories that I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. and said, just write them down and I'll read them. Oh, so cool. I started writing them, and then she decided she'd draw them, so I called up the uh, the Pittsburgh Comic Con, booked a table, and the, I booked it before we even had any idea how we were going to print the books, what we were going to do with them. Really? How we were do any of that. Yeah, <laughs> because I... I I'm the kind, I don't know if it's, if it's, if you would consider that motivation or not, but if I have something like that already set up, then I'm gonna get my shit done. You work with to the make pressure sure on. I need it. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we booked the table, and then that just, you know, ensured that we would get things done in time, and it, and it worked, so. No, I think actually that's pretty cool that, uh, your wife's been such a big part of it, and, you know, with all that support. Yeah. That's lucky guy. <laughs> yeah, it's been nice. So, so you're saying this will be your fifth time going uh, to the Pittsburgh Comic Con? I believe it will be. Yeah. What uh, What kind of uh, response have you gotten in the past from this? What kind of response are you expecting to get this year? Uh, we've gotten a lot of good response. It's It's kind of crazy to, um, you know, like I said, we do maybe two shows a year, so it's kind of crazy. Um, one year we didn't have a new issue of Victor season. 
because mm-hmm. we just didn't get it done in time. Mm-hmm. And we had people stopping by the booth who were looking for the new issue of Victor Season. Oh, well, and that's that's cool, at least, that they were yeah. out there looking, you know? Yeah, it's pretty crazy to have people actually, you know, waiting for for something that I'm doing. Oh, I bet. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, hopefully, you know, that'll that'll keep going with the rest of them. And like I said, with... uh. We're going to have the final issue of the Palm Reader story there, so hopefully that'll, um, you know, people who picked up the earlier issues or people who see, hey, it's only four issues long, they have all four here. Right. Um, I'm sure we'll be selling, if you buy all four, I'm sure we'll have it for a discount. Uh-huh. So hopefully that'll that'll get some good attention too. I, yeah, that 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 sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, what's the atmosphere like? I mean, because I mean, I've, I've I've never been to a comic book convention, but I have been. You know, I've I've actually only been to the Horror Hound that I went to. What this spring is is you know something that I think would potentially be similar. Uh, yeah. What what what's the atmosphere like when you go to that those types of things? The atmosphere it, it's it's generally a lot of fun because um, you see all kinds all kinds of people obviously. Uh-huh. Well, right. And you know you get the you get the people in the costumes, which is always fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get some people in those costumes that shouldn't be, but you know they're sure. my people, so that's okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. There's a there's a good community of people that we've gotten to know over the past couple of years. You know, we'll um we'll go out after the after the show ends for the night. We'll go out and we'll go you know grab some dinner. Go. You know, oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. They'll go drinking. I don't drink, so I'll just tag along with that part and uh-huh. laugh at them as they get drunk and act as drunk people do. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but you guys are pretty tight, though. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. You guys, uh, are you? Is it just kind of when you're there? Do you do you have uh, other you know companies that you that you kind of keep in touch with and maybe shoot ideas off each other or stuff like that? We do. Um, yeah, I have some some friends throughout the the U.S. who I've met from doing um well throughout the U.S. and a couple in England who I keep in good contact with mm-hmm. that I met through doing short stack. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a group of guys and one girl who's uh, drawing for me again. I, I apparently, oh, cool. as it was pointed out to me recently, I like to use female artists. I wasn't aware of that, but. <laughs> I seem to. Um, oh, oh, cool. We we put together a a project called Greenbrook. Uh huh. And basically, what it is is um I don't know if you if you read much Stephen King. Uh no, not recently, especially. Okay. Well, he, when he did um he did what were they Desperation and the Regulators. Uh huh. Which he wrote one as himself and one as Richard Bachman, and they were the I get I I never read them but I guess they were essentially the same basic characters and then just taken off as if two different writers took that idea and ran with it. Oh, interesting. So I came up with a br- brief synopsis and like a small character list and I gave it out to five different creative groups mm-hmm. and did the same thing with comics. Oh, cool. So mine's a, mine is a horror comic. Um I have another group doing a group called Alliance Art Comics doing an adventure book, uh, PKD Media doing a sci-fi fantasy kind of uh, Alice in Wonderland story, oh, cool. um, Space Monkey Comics doing a comedy version, and uh, Workshop 13, they're doing a a version that's kind of a sci-fi comedy. So it's 
it's kind of cool. It's going to have... Um, it's interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's got some plot points that tie together. Some, you know, all the characters have the same names, but there's there's names like Corey, which could be, you know, a guy or a girl. Right. It could be the mom in my story. It could be the pet dog in somebody else's story. <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. And it's just, it should be a lot of fun. And again, like I said about being a small indie publisher, uh-huh. it'll help out that we're going to, all these guys are going to be at the Pittsburgh show. Oh, very cool. So there's going to be five different booths, and we're all going to have our version of this Greenbrook story. And we're all oh, going to really? be pointing, yeah, and we're all going to be pointing, you know, if you like what you read here, or if you're interested in the concept, that guy over there at that booth, he has one that's this style, that's a comedy. This guy over here has a horror version. Uh-huh. And hopefully, you know, it'll help us all expand a little bit. Oh, that's uh. That's a great idea. You guys uh, ever think uh, ever think you're going to release them all in one uh, big maybe trade or something like that? That's that's what we're hoping to do. Uh-huh. Um, the the main issue with something like that is that we'd have to um, we'd have to make sure that everybody's up for it, everybody's okay with whatever the all publishing right. rights would be, and that everybody's willing to put money towards getting it printed. Ah, you know, of course. That's that's the main problem with with being an indie is trying to afford to do it. <laughs> ah, yeah, didn't think of that. But that would be cool. No, that would be great. So, so uh, is this a, a brand new series that you, that uh, is coming out that you're going to unveil at uh, Pittsburgh Comic Con? Well, they're all right now. They're all one shots. But oh, okay. Um, yeah, so you know, one comic a piece. You'll be in and out. Have the whole story, which is kind of nice. Uh-huh. Um. I know my story is open for for uh, continuation if uh, my artist is up for it. And I know a couple other people I've spoken to who are involved. They've said that theirs are also open-ended. So, you know, you, you still get the complete sure. story, but you can, just like any sequel, you can <laughs> always find a way to do more. Absolutely. All right. Uh, you got a contest going on. Yes. Let's hear it. All right. Let's hear about it. Well, by the time the Pittsburgh Comic Con comes around in, uh, in, like I said, September 11th through the 13th, we're gonna have 13 comic books. We're gonna have four issues of Palm Reader, four issues of Victor Season, four issues of Short Stack, and our Greenbrook one shot. Oh, cool. So I figured 13 issues. That's a good number for a horror publisher to definitely to do things. <laughs> so what I figured I'm gonna do is. I'm going to hide a drawing of your head and a drawing of Sam's head somewhere on our website uh-huh. on angrynomecomics.com. Uh-huh. First person to download the picture of your head and the picture of Sam's head, just one, and posts it on your forum. On Cadaver Lab's forums. Yes, on okay. the Cadaver Lab forum. Uh-huh. We'll get a complete set of all 13 issues. Now, can I be a part of that? Just teasing. <laughs> no, that's cool. That, that that's uh, I've I got to say that uh, yeah, kind of jealous about that. That would be very cool. So you're giving out two sets. Two sets. So yeah, one so one for set. my face and one for Sam's face. Right. It's like a little. It's like a morbid Easter egg hunt. Ooh, an ugly one too. <laughs> no, very cool. Okay, so um, we'll just I guess uh, you'll be you'll be on the forums and and kind of taking care of that there. And yeah. making sure that uh, you know only one 
person gets my face and one person gets Sam's face. And, uh, no, that's cool. You got, that's uh, a pretty generous contest you got there. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, trying to get the name out there, and I love the show. I mean, this is a this is a Cadaver Lab exclusive. Stop it! <laughs> well, Come on, it's the only horror podcast I listen to regularly. Oh, nice. Well, however regularly we put them out anymore, right? <laughs> well, no, that's cool. I I don't have any other questions that I that I jotted down. Do you have anything else you wanna you wanna tell the peeps before let them go? No, I think I think I uh, talked myself up enough there for okay. for tonight. But yeah, I, I appreciate the time. Ah, no problem. So everybody, make sure to go visit angrygnomecomics.com. dot com. And uh, to be honest with you guys, regardless of whether or not you win the contest or anything like that, it's definitely worth your while, in my opinion. And like I said, Sean's the guy that got me hooked on these comics, and now I've got <laughs> now I've got like a stack of comics that I haven't read yet that's probably eight inches tall. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I still have to get through that. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. So there you go, Sean. What a great guy! That was a. This is one of the. This is one of the original podcast listeners. He's yeah. a freaking awesome guy. I have. Uh, I've actually have most of his comics already. So yeah. uh, there's one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, right after we did the interview, um, let's see. He says that he got the notification that his Palm Reader number four is now in the online store. So that's available for you guys. So I yeah. guess. Um, yeah, check it out. He's gonna, you know, give away his whole library of comics. Basically, that's really nice. Two sets of them, yeah. and uh, people have to find our ugly faces. 
Wow. Form. Should be cool. That's a good contest. So, you know, there's actually another contest that we're thinking oh, yes. about starting. Be, and now listen, now the reason we're doing this contest is because I didn't want anybody to think we're lazy. Or That's right. They, because we got rid of the disc. That's just... It's just, they're, they're just discs, and instead, why don't we give away some nice prizes? And, and we're not going to tell you exactly what it is right. yet, because we're going to figure out something nice, but it will be worth Well, well and, and let's just say what we're thinking. Here's what we'll do. Let's put it this way. All right. Let, let's say the prize will be a care package featuring the DVD of Drag Me to Hell. Uh, yeah, I like that. How's that? Among other things, yeah. And, and there'll, so. be, there'll probably be like a shitload of Cadaver Lab... Uh, Business cards that we'd like you to hand out to all your friends. <laughs> yes. Yeah, which, which is fine. I mean, there's, there's some good stuff there uh, because we're shameless when it comes to that. But anyway, so here's the contest. Mike and I were thinking about starting to get us out there a little bit on YouTube. Yes. Now, we had come up with a really good idea. Well, what we thought was a really good idea to take classic moments from some of the horror movies and us refilm it, kind of like Be Kind of Rewind, yeah. but mixing in Cadaver Lab. So one of the things I imagine, just as an example, is Mike sitting in a tent with the camera right on him, like in Blair Witch Project, and he's just freaking out about being scared. I'm so sorry and to your mom <laughs> to Josh's mom. Okay. Just all that stuff. See, and then in the that, background. I, I, I wanted to let people how know that I am that dramatic yeah. and that great of an actor. But see, and then in the background, I'm wandering around kind of uh, dancing around, and I've got a tennis ball at the end of a sock hanging down from my uh, midsection that kind of looks uh, it, it looks like genitalia. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and so I've just danced around the background, and then we talk about, hey, watch CadaverLive.com. So that's just, that's just one crazy, stupid idea. But what, I, what we wanted to do is see if we could get our creative uh, people that listen to this show um, – out there recording some sort of uh, short commercial that we could put on YouTube that would say, listen, Cadaver, listen to Cadaver Lab. So whoever does the best one of those, um, we will put it up there. We'll put it on our site, put it on YouTube, and link it to Cadaver Lab, and then you'll win that care package. Do you think we're going to get any entries on this? I don't know. I, I'm interested a, to see. This is a tall order. This is a tall order, <clears throat> and you know what? It, yeah, you're going to get a pretty good prize just for just putting that together. So if you so have some time video? in hands, if you're creative, I, there's people out there that I guarantee. Listen, we, we'll make it worth your time. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it worth your while. Absolutely. So, you know, we're, uh, we've made some changes to uh, the way that we do Cadaver Lab to save on a little bit of money for in administration fees. And the reason we did that is so we could do some of these bigger prizes. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, um, there, there will be some money thrown at this prize package and, uh, and, and just go for it. I mean, all it needs to say is listen to CadaverLab.com or listen to Cadaver Lab at CadaverLab.com. Other than that, you can do whatever you want. Uh, you know what? I, 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 th- I know there are people out there that have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if we're opening ourselves up for for. Uh, well, and I'm sitting here thinking, man, we're just throwing that out there, and man, we open ourselves to lawsuits in any way. No, not lawsuits. I'm thinking I, I will feel. I'll feel just so rejected if nobody enters. Well, that that could be too. <laughs> All right, whatever. No, but anyway, so so go ahead and do it. If you have questions about it, just reach out to us. But I think. You can use any part of our show that you want. Yep, on there, <laughs> absolutely. So you know whatever you want to do. Like nice, nice. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our girl power list of movies for the evening. And why did we decide to do this? Um, that's a great question. I don't. I, I don't remember why we decided to do this topic. My. All right. I'm just glad we did. See all the preparation that goes in. And I told you hours and hours, <laughs> hours of preparation. Of, listen, uh, well, let's just get into it. We're mm-hmm. going to pretend that we, that never happened. Okay. Uh, the first movie that we're going to be talking about today is The Descent from 2005. 
Now just okay. give me a smile. Gino, are you sure we're going the right way? I've never been lost in my life. <laughs> oh, there's only one way out of this chamber, and that's down the pipe. You have to calm down. I'm coming, I'm coming back. Okay? Okay. Okay, move! Now! Now! This is not good, guys. Can we get out of here? Which way? I don't know. Sarah thinks she saw someone back so there. So what? I don't think I saw someone. I saw someone. No. You heard something and you saw what you wanted to see. It's the dark. It plays tricks on people. Written and directed by Neil Marshall. Uh, a couple other, obviously, uh, genre movies that are pretty popular. Doomsday, he directed, and uh, Dog Soldiers. IMDb gave this a 7.4, hmm. which is fairly impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the budget was just under $5 million. It grossed uh, over $57 million. Uh, Shauna McDonald played Sarah. Natalie Jackson Mendoza played Juno. Uh, Alex Reed played Beth. Saskia Mulder played Rebecca. Mayanna Burring played Sam. Nora Jane Noon played Holly. Uh, Oliver Milburn played Paul. And Molly Kale played Jessica. Uh, Synopsis. The sportswoman Sarah loses her husband and daughter in a car crash, but she survives. One year later, her friends Beth, Rebecca, Sam, and Holly, led, led by Juno, invite her to explore a deep cave in the mountains. When the expedition is about three kilometers underground, a rock collapses and blocks the... Why did they use kilometers? Because this was in the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, but you had a whole bunch of Euro chicks in it, so they figured they have to be official. It's not real to me. Kilometers aren't real to me. Yeah, I don't know. Do they even exist? No. All right, just tease them. Uh, When the expedition is about three miles underground... How do they know? Who knows? Uh, A rock collapses and blocks the access tunnel, trapping the ground inside... Trapping... The, gra- the group inside the cave. With limited supplies, they try to find a way out, but sooner they face hunger and a savage breed of predators. So what would you think? You know, I watched this movie probably a year ago, and I really enjoyed it. Because I, I, it took me by surprise. First of all, that the person who recommended it said, oh, yeah, it's a PG-13 movie. And I'm like, eh. Is it really? No, it's not. Oh. But she said it was. So I watched it, and this thing got violent. Like, yeah. right, like violent, and I just thought this is not PG thirteen, so dropping f bombs and stuff like that. So, 
Anyways, but the, you know, I watched it again and I really liked it. But I think the first time I watched it, I must have not paid attention. I think if I remember correctly, it took me like I watched the first fifteen minutes and then it took me a couple of weeks to come back to it because it was just it was like issues going on, right? Yeah. Which I didn't necessarily like. But this time watching it straight through, it all it all was continuous. But you know, people that have seen these commercials are going to know what I'm talking about. You know, the first half of the movie really reminds me of those like, hey, this yogurt is as good as a banana in my hoo ha. Commercial, you know those commercials. They just sit around. They're like, "Oh, this this yogurt is as good as cream oh. cream pie." Oh yeah, no, no, no. Oh yeah. I and then they just try to one up each other. That's yeah. what it sounded like while they're sitting around in a circle talking. I we, just, you know what this really over. reminded me of mm-hmm. the first part. And I'm gonna throw. The, I'm just gonna say this right up front. The first time I saw this movie, I hated it mm-hmm. because of this kind of exposition between the characters in the beginning of the movie. It's like, yeah, they got together, they talked about girly... Uh, first of all, this is after a pretty good opening scene where uh, there's a pretty good car crash death of uh, uh, our main character, Sarah's husband and daughter. Which, yeah, it turns you know, her into a Jessica. I've, I've been waiting <laughs> oh to say Oh my gosh, so long. That's, that's rude. <laughs> Come on, it was, but, uh, it was good. No, I, I'm not saying it wasn't good, I'm saying it was rude. <laughs> when are those mutually exclusive? Never. <laughs> No, I mean, so so we have that scene, but then we kind of go into just what you're saying, and for some reason, that just turns me off. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Cloverfield, and this is the mm. same. This is the same shit that, in my opinion, Cloverfield really suffered from. Um, now, I'm not going to lie to you. Cloverfield had awesome special effects. You know, it was really good looking, but I could not. You know, it's a decent story too. I mean, whatever. I just could not get over. How little I I cared about those characters, and how and how much I wanted to kick them all in the nuts, you know. I don't know. Was that was that rude? No, because I think you're exactly right on. Uh, you're just, supposed to say yes, and I'm supposed to say yeah. It's good. It's good though. No, you know. I mean, the thing is, is that with these characters, in my opinion, I I like did I disliked them until they got into the cave, mm-hmm. until all this crap started happening. I will admit though, after watching it the second time, I enjoyed it a lot more. No, but I agree. I, I think that the once they're in the cave and then stuff starts happening, I got the biggest chill going down my spine during one of these parts when oh, I was watching. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, it was, you know, it's the first time you really see some light shed on the on, on what the, the thing is that's chasing him underneath there. And I'll tell you what, that, just just the way that that thing looks over and is drinking and then still looks over and stuff, oh, brutal. Uh, just freaky. Well, and even before that part comes I mean, I don't know about you, but the the situation that they were in is is terrifying without mm-hmm. the monsters to mm-hmm. me. They they put them down these caves. It's funny because it's so claustrophobic as you're watching this. Even before any of the monsters show up, there's one part where they get down and they and they walk a little bit, and then and then one of the girls says, "Oh, I found this passage. You know, I found I found the passage out of here, and it's this." Uh, what, what what would you think? Uh, two two and a half foot by maybe a foot and a half, just yeah, little. Right, dumb. right. There's no way. First of all, there's no way my my fat ass would fit through there. Uh, the second way, there is no way that I would go through there. It, I mean, in in literally when they were going, th- when, you know, they each went one by one. When they were doing that, I I found it hard to breathe. You know, just coming something that I thought, you know, I'm being an, a stupid idiot. But then all of a sudden. Uh, they're they're in there and the cave collapses mm-hmm. and so basically they are stuck in there and I don't know what it is about uh, I, maybe I'm claustrophobic and I just haven't been in a small space in so long that I I don't know I am this is a really scary situation regardless of 
um, you know, any monsters. But you're right. Mm-hmm. The first time we see these guys, these are terrifying. Oh, yeah. And, and a couple of the places where you see them before they really start getting attacked. Just, and we just don't know as, what they are. No, you don't know what they are. And, and you don't know what they're capable of. You don't know what's going on. They're just... And they're and they're just brutal, and it's 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 very graphic. It's very gory. Um, I think they did a good job to just make you feel tense the whole time because you, you're in these enclosed spaces. It's dark, and you know you don't know you know you can't go back the same way. So right. It just is. It's just. I thought it was very well done that way. Oh, oh, abs- You know, and the thing is, is I'm. I'm glad that I watched this again because with it without the show, I probably would never have picked it up again. Cause mm-hmm. I, I just got so turned off. And the thing is, is yeah, I saw it this time too, uh, but it didn't impact me nearly as much. Maybe it's because I knew it was coming. And mm-hmm. you know, when you have lower expectations or something, everything seems to end up being a little bit better than mm-hmm. uh, than you think it was. So there, there are a couple of things with, with the movie that make it worse. We don't talk a lot about how like a film is, is constructed a lot of times. But uh, I think the way that, that uh, this film was constructed, besides the irritating woman power type stuff, was that sexist? I don't know. Yeah, because we're, we're honoring that tonight. Oh, we are. Yeah. But uh, they, they go out into this really, I mean, before they even get into the cave, they go into this really, uh, not just out in the middle of nowhere. It's out in the middle of nowhere that they feel like they can leave the keys in the car unlocked, you know, and go mm-hmm. down this cave. But uh, they they find what was it like a uh, moose that mm-hmm. had just been elk. torn was apart elk. was it no mm-hmm. that had just been torn apart and uh, you know they're they're kind of looking at that going huh what could have done this thing right. you know and then uh, which I think was a was an awesome bit of foreshadowing and you know it's I mean you typically you can you can see uh, foreshadowing pretty pretty easily it's pretty obvious but but the thing is is even this time when I saw that. I was like, wow, you know, that, that, is, that is an excellent way to uh, mm-hmm. kind of introduce us slowly to what these monsters can do. And let's talk about these monsters. They're, they're, the one thing that, this, that they had going for them is they were humanoid, but just they, they didn't quite look right. Just enough to be really freaky. Yeah, they had like bat-like qualities yeah. where the nose was was kind of pushed back and wrinkly around the mouth yeah, that the, the the mouth didn't have lips and, and and you know there were some ganked up teeth in in there and um very smooth skin white they couldn't see they were blind and they made noises and that's you find out later that obviously that's how they're figuring out sonar where people are and whatnot, sonar yeah. type thing and it's weird clicking noises almost like you know when i was listening to it uh it sounded like grinding teeth Ugh. And it really started irritating me uh-huh. because I was like, "Oh, because that's what that noise exactly sounded like." Was that they were reminding me a little teeth. of the grudge? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yes, uh, yeah. that that noise that was the little kid made. Yeah. Which, by the way, is the best part of the grudge, in my opinion, is uh, are those creepy sounds. Mm. One one thing also is an advantage is obviously. I mean, I don't know. What, would you think that maybe they're like? evolved humans that have evolved to grow up in these things i don't know i have no idea what they know that's kind of the way i thought i mean how else is that stuff going to get there other than but, but the only problem is, is having that, sex with a bat well you know what that's actually uh yeah that's actually not out of the realms <laughs> yeah um the logistics but, of that. yeah yeah i don't know how you really do that <laughs> but uh anyway so but they were coming out of the caves because that yeah. goes outside so, right so they're coming out and, that, and that's what made me think, well, if they're coming out, then why would they have evolved into that? Well, maybe so. it's just a creature that, you know, we just haven't discovered yet because they just stay down in those caves. And It could be, too. One of the, whatever the reason is, I think it, it 
the cave was an excellent place for him because um, there there was a lot of suspense, a lot of flashes of them. You know, there was even one. Uh, I mean, I, this has been used, you know, in in movies, but uh, but one lady or one of the girls had a what a night vision camera and mm-hmm. would look through the camera, you know, to you know see what's going on. She, you know, there's one scene which scared the crap out of me. In fact, uh, Sam, we were watching this and I was writing some notes. And I was like, dude, did you see that? I rewound it knowing that something cool was going to happen. And it kind of st- still got me. Uh, behind this girl who cannot see, there's this hideous creature. Basically, a jump scare after that. Mm-hmm. And then that, that, is that our first, that's not our first introduction to him. That's, but that's our the first, first time. Big shot. Yeah, because you see him in a distance while they're drinking. Her light shines on it from far away. That's, that's the first time that you really see the monster. Yeah. And, and you don't even really see it. You just see that that is creepy looking. It's, yeah. In the, in the way that he yeah. moved his body. And, and that was another thing. It's like, um, you know how Doug Jones does a great job with all his characters because he's just got this weird way that he moves his mm-hmm. body that he can make his body. That's how these monsters were. It, it seemed unnatural, and you know it. You know it just made it that much creepier. All in all, I mean, let's put it this way: the, there was awesome gore. Yeah. You know there was uh, creepy elements, and by the way, it shocked me. And I read this on IMDb that um, there were they were actually not in caves. It was all yeah. a set. I Which saw that on is the unbelievable. deleted scenes. Yeah, it was really weird. It was like a, the smooth plaster. And while well, the deleted scenes, the people weren't dirty. There was no water. Nothing was wet. Right. So I was like, well, did they go back and film it again when everything was wet? Or uh-huh. were they just practicing their lines? Or, I mean, what was going on? Or uh-huh. it was a lot of that CG enhanced. I, well, don't know. Really? I don't know. Really, I wonder what it did in the extra scenes. Did it, it show what it looked like before mm-hmm. the CJ? Well, yeah, because it was just the. Oh, that's what you were saying. Yeah, it's just that's oh. that's they were doing their lines and everything, and it looked like it was them filming because it was the same lines and stuff. But wow. it, it was just like a lighter. You could just tell it was like a climbing wall, is what it looked like. Really? Yeah, it was really it was ah, interesting. I, I'd like to go back and check that out. Yeah, that's it interesting. Was, it was pretty cool, but you know the deleted scenes and. Eh, you know, it, it it developed more. There was a lot more time spent at the cabin. There were extended scenes of them uh, yeah, partying. That, that's the part I don't give a shit and about. That's, and that's the thing. There are some themes in here that just I just don't care about. I I really don't care. Yeah, there's, there's the there's whole no subplot. Reason. Yeah, there's a subplot there about relationships uh, and a love triangle that you're just like, why are we? That is so stupid. Why is that even introduced? Except that did lead to one of the best parts, in my opinion, the movie. I know you hated it. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, because. We don't. We don't want to spoil this movie. Do you think? I mean, do you, I? I think this is something worth exploring. I and think it is too. About, I mean, we so. may. It's not like it's a huge deal or anything. But well, okay. But what you know, what it is, is one of the, uh, the, the Sarah, whose husband was killed in the accident, um, come to find out that he actually had been having an affair with Juno, which is one of her close friends, and invited him out here for the caves. So Juno has a necklace that uh, says one of her husband's favorite sayings. Um, Sarah finds out about this through the course of events of being in the cave that uh, there was a relationship going on. Well, uh, Juno has the chance to take her, Becca, and Sam out of the caves. And she says, I'm not leaving without Sarah. Sarah's still stuck in there with, you know, fighting creatures coming out of the blood like Rambo. I mean, all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, Juno goes back to save Sarah, and they're standing there. And Sarah goes ahead and... um, she she makes it so that Juno is not able to, to make it out of the caves. And right. so I was like, you know what? Juno was going back to save her, and then she ends up stiffening her like that. I mean, 
I understand that there's a severe emotional thing that is that has happened and that there were problems with relationships, but you just don't. I just did. I hated that that even came up. Do you want to know why I like that? Why? I found Juno fairly irritating. Oh yeah. In the whole movie, but she was one of the hottest. She definitely was one of the hottest. But uh, I guess irritation is Trump's hotness. But you know, <laughs> even though Sarah freaking looked like a uh, uh, sissy SpaceX oh, yeah. skeleton. Oh yeah. You know. She had yeah. blood on her too. She looked like that that exact scene yeah. in the high school in Carrie. Oh, Man, that's right. she she was she was weird looking. Yeah, she's always weird. She's still weird looking. Sissy Spacek. Well, I'm talking I'm talking the other girl. But, oh yeah, oh, yeah. She yeah she's she's weird looking. Sissy Spacek has a definite unique mm-hmm. look to her. Oh, that was a nice way to say it. That was very nice. Gosh, very non. I'm very sensitive. Um. So, anyways, yeah. Besides those themes, which kind of knock it down a little bit. I mean, this this was a good show. I don't know why I didn't like it the first time. I don't know why I got so bugged by it. But this time, it didn't seem to have as big of an impact on me. And I, you know, it it, it just seemed to roll with it. So I don't know. I give this movie a buy. I give it a buy too. I think that's the appropriate level. I mean, it's it's definitely something that you should you should check out. And there were there were a couple of scenes, for instance. Um, when they were when they were as a group were uh driving to the place where you know the entrance to the cave is there's one of the I can I I don't know I can't remember her name but she was the the British one that was tall not the doctor the older sister of the doctor anyway mm-hmm. she was That's she was Becca, I think uh, it doesn't matter they're all interchangeable oh my gosh you racist sucker what what the crap what is where did that You're come saying from? that all white people look the same hey that's fine <laughs> Jeez, dude. No, in this movie, the characters are interchangeable. Oh, it, it oh, 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 the characters. Oh, okay. That that doesn't matter. But uh, uh, now I can't remember what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. So they're going, and, and she sets up like the stage for the, for the thing. She's like, you know what? These caves, you know what it can do to you? It can give you claustrophobia, paranoia, hallucination, and dehydration. Basically setting up... Uh, you know, some potential red herrings in there because, you know, oh, we think right. they're just hallucinating. Oh, and right. there's a part where Juno happens to say, oh, you know what? That's not what you saw. That's what you thought you saw, but you didn't really see that experience. It's like, eh. Is there, yeah, I don't know, you know, girls need to get on this topic because is there always like an alarmist, annoying person in your group that like just goes around and talks about the worst thing that could happen and all this stuff? I mean, that was just obnoxious. I think uh but I, I tend to notice that there's a pattern with that. Really? Yeah. It's my mother in law. Yeah, see? So <laughs> she's that in her group of friends, she's that alarmist annoying person. Yeah um No. Okay, nice. Nice. Right. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Because her character is interchangeable with some of her other friends. I get it. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's good. I mean, you're 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 catching on there, my man. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so uh what you got for All us? All right, so the memory count was zero. Hooray! Yay. A movie full of girls and not yeah, one of them. Pretty solid. I don't know how you don't work that in there, but uh, you get pretty close. Well, with one you got to re- you got to realize too. This was a this. I mean, this was a feminist movie. I mean, oh, yeah. this was a oh, yeah. this was a girl power movie. Those guys hanging by their fingernails oh, across the you know, and and it's really not that far of a stretch because that's what they use to to dig into guys <laughs> are those same those same claws. claws. So, you know, it's not a far stretch that they were able to make it across. Right. Anyways, so I learned a few things. Uh, I learned how to give a lemon an orgasm. How? You tickle its clitoris. It's citrus? Yeah, same thing. <laughs> it would have been funnier if you said citrus. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. All right. Anyways, uh, 
<laughs> so wait a second. Did I say the joke wrong? Yes, you I did. think I did. It is citrus. You're right. It is citrus. I'm, I wanted to make sure that everybody, uh, even Steven, got the joke. So I said clitoris. <laughs> I, was, I was like, they have clitorati. I do, I do not want to. I never eat a lemon. I'm again. staying away from that lemonade. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, my ass is not made for spelunking. It's just not. I don't, you know, I'm not doing that. You know what? That, that is a very popular sentiment, I think. Yep, yep. Uh, how to tell which way to go in a cave. I thought that was actually pretty useful. You just put fire up there and whichever the air's blowing, that's and that's coming from the surface. I like that. that there you good. go. That's, yeah, it's right and true. And the last thing is don't go through passages the size of afterbirth vaginas. Dude, no kidding. That was the most horrifying way you could have possibly yeah. put that. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... That freaks me out. So stay away. You might find Lemmy Winks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who else said that? There's only one way out of this chamber, and it's down the pipe. That is a sperm pep talk. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other one is, you make it look hard. That is me to men's spandex. Yes. Yes. Hooray. Nice. Nice. All right. So then to Six Degrees, Natalie Mendoza, who played Juno, was in Moulin Rouge with Ewan McGregor. In Star Wars 3 with Hayden Christensen. In The Virgin Suicides with Kirsten Dunst in Spider-Man with Bruce Campbell. Citrus. <laughs> now, I picked Virgin Suicides. I've never seen the movie, but it sounded chick-powerful, kind of. Did it? Even though I have no idea what it's about. Even though a suicide is painless. What, are you going to start singing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, MASH no, but uh, No, I'm not. I hate MASH. And now I'm going to take a bunch of shit for that, but I can't stand that show. I like MASH. No, you don't. I, I used to watch no. it all the time, yeah. Yeah, I used to because my grandpa made me watch it. I used to watch The Little House on the Prairie all the time, hey, too. Now, well, there's difference because you're just hoping the blind Mary's going to trip over something and her dress is going to fly up and you get to see some, some pantaloons. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little uh, fuzzy plum. You know, but, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I tell you what, I was thinking, you know what, in my head, I, for this conver- part of the conver- the MASH part of the conversation, I'm thinking, you know, I'm just going to cut this out, so let's just go with it. And then you drop pantaloons. And it, it, we're, we're making all sorts of rules for this episode. Yeah. If we ever say pantaloons, it stays in. I like it. All right. Um, and so anyways, oh yeah, so Virgin Suicides, everything's going through that tonight. I don't know if it's a powerful chick movie or not. It, it, it's more of a coincidence than anything. If Sam's wrong, if Sam's right, it is a powerful chick movie. Yeah. Kudos to you. Yeah, thank you.
And we are back. Man, I love saying that. I love feeling all professional yeah. and, and whatever. And really all you did was straighten your papers. I straightened my papers, made another track in Audacity, and away oh, we went. Away we are. But uh, that was another song by Die Monster Die. Don't forget to visit horrorpunks.com. I like those guys that, a lot. That's, some, that's good music. You know, and after meeting them, they're uh-huh. a bunch of... It's so funny because I'll put a link up to one of their videos, too. It's uh, So and they're, they're, you see them, and they're all dressed up in these big scary costumes, and then... Uh, uh, you know, all creepy looking, and the lead singers even walking around with like this. Uh, yeah, I guess we could call it a uh, Doug Jones esque gate. Hmm. You know, in front of the, the in front of the. Uh, there's a part where he goes in front of a some headlights of a car. You know, so that that's all I saw going into the interview, and then all of a sudden I meet him, and they're like these just really cool dudes. That's I wasn't scared of one of them. Let's get on with our second girl power movie. It's serious power. This is this is powerful. I you know, I, I have we ever talked about this movie and mentioned this movie before? Because no. this movie, Ginger Snaps, which came out in two thousand. So uh, Fitz, I think we should get together. No. Oh. Out by 16 or dead in the scene, but together forever. United against life as we know it. Let's get out of here. What was it? A big dog, maybe? Whoa. Whoa? That's it? Whoa? Think you see werewolves a lot? Did I change last night? Howl at the moon. How do you feel? Wicked. This is a very confusing time for your sister. Boys, their body, trying to fit in. Hey, hey, take it easy. Who's the guy? Pretty. If I wasn't here, would you eat her? Poor bee. I'm growing up, and obviously you're not. Ah! Oh my god. You think I want to go back to being nobody? You're so dead. Ah! They're just being normal teenage girls. I'm not dying in this room with you! I'm not dying! I think she's gone. Uh, name Ginger Snaps, 2000, uh, directed by John Fawcett. It was written by Karen Walton and John Fawcett. Uh, the IMDb gave it a 6.9. Uh, the budget was 4.4 million. I couldn't find a gross number. Um, it was starring Emily Perkins as Bridget, Catherine Isabel as Ginger. By the way, have you seen um, 
Freddy vs. Jason? Yes. She has one of my favorite all-time scenes in that movie. Is she the one where, oh, we love sex. No. We love sex, and so I've got naked. No, that's Jason X. Never mind, my bad. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, 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 that's Jason X. No, but uh, she, let's just say she gets hotter. And we'll move on with the, the well, next Well, there's an interesting comment. It's some, uh, you're going to tidbit about her. You're going to tell us later. Oh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I guess. I don't know if I wrote that down, but if I forget, you have my back. I will make sure to tell you. <laughs> and uh, Mimi Rogers paid, played Pamela. There were a few other uh, characters, things like that, but those are the three that uh, that were really excellent. Um, is becoming a woman analogous in some, some deep psychological way to becoming a werewolf? Uh, Ginger is 16, edgy, tough, and with her younger sister into staging and photographing scenes of death. They made a pact about dying together in early October on the night she has her first period. I did say that. Uh, which is also the night of the full moon, a werewolf bites Ginger. Within a few days, some serious changes happen to her body and her temperament. Uh, you don't need to be bitten by a werewolf for that to happen to no. you, however. Yes. Uh, her sister, Bridget, Bridget, 15, tries to find a cure with the help of Sam, a local doper. As Bridget races against the clock... <laughs> Halloween and another full moon approach. <laughs> I read that as, as they race against the cock. Uh, it's Ginger, not another incident, dude. I know. Uh, Ginger gets scarier, and it isn't just local dogs that begin to die. All right, so, you know, let's get your opinion first. This, I watched this movie for the first time about three weeks ago. Oh, oh, okay. And then we decided to put this uh, this episode together. And you watched it again? And I watched it okay. again for it. And you know what? I liked this movie. I thought the characters were interesting. Um, I, you know, I, I don't understand that goth thing. Um, and, and maybe that's what, what do you mean? I just don't understand that, that whole mindset. I just don't, I don't understand that I need to be depressed all the time mm-hmm. and I need to worry about death. That's because you're such a cuddly guy. I'm just such a fozzy bear, but, <laughs> but anyways, but I still thought that they pulled it off as, as interesting and, you know, Bridget was intelligent and they played to that. And then with her trying to solve the problem the whole time, I thought, I thought she did a good job with uh, with with pulling that out. You know, one thing one thing you mentioned that you don't understand it, and, and I think that uh, I think I mean obviously, it's it's not something that guys our age think about a lot, mm-hmm. really. Um, except for there, I mean, there are certain groups of people that you you know that, that you associate with. I mean, you know, you have your work guys, you have your you know other other groups of people that are, you know maybe separate, and uh, you know when you feel like when you get like okay here here's a for instance there are some of um i don't if i have to say i have to change the story in case my wife ever listens to this show which she won't so i don't know why i'm being so paranoid but uh there are a group of people let's call them ember's friends just <laughs> just to be just 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 to give them a name that doesn't uh-huh. mean anything to uh-huh. anyway that um that i just think are so Stupid, mm-hmm. you know, and they're nice people. They're 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 really nice people. But the things the things they talk about, I am not interested right. in. The things they t- they think are important, I think are basically a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And when I'm around them, I I almost just feel like stay away from me, you know, whatever. But here are these two girls who are in high school, and I think they feel that way about everybody else. Mm-hmm. And since they're that young and still can you know get away with it, and they still have that. Uh, you know that that really rebellious streak in them that they can get away with acting out on it. Mm. You know, whereas I have to sit there and grin and bear it, or else you know, uh, none of uh, 
what, were, what was the group called again? Ember's Friends? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to change that name. That was a little closer to uh, the real group of people than I actually thought. <laughs> Just teasing. But no, so I mean, I can see it. But I mean, the, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I loved the fact that their hobby was taking pictures of themselves posing in death mm-hmm. like situations. I freaking thought that was hilarious. And so... I think I get, I think I, you know, that didn't bother me that they're, you know, they're trying to be so damn rebellious and whatever, just because it led to this awesome hobby. Right. Well, it didn't bother me. Like I said, it just really, I just don't. Listen, you don't understand. You don't understand kids these days. I don't. My kids will be rebellious and I just, you know, turn a deaf ear. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Like the dad in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, whatever. But I thought the the storyline was good. I thought the pace was good. Um, events that happened, they were, they were well-timed, they were well thought out. Um, and, and the characters came in at the right moments. I don't know. I, I thought it was, I thought it was well done. I did too. And let's put it this way. It talks about one of the most horrifying topics mm. of all time to this day, which is the female cycle. Yeah. There are things in life that men should just not understand they should accept his truth and just leave alone there and was, that's one of them you know and and when the school nurse was explaining the whole process oh my gosh. um i i basically i uh well i won't talk about what i what i had to do to not hear it but it was uh it that was horrific oh yeah oh yes. I, I didn't need to know all that i i didn't i just know that i need to stay away from my wife for uh one fourth of every month that's all. I, that's all I need to know. I don't need to know. And that, that's what I'm the saying. Mechanics. There are secrets that men should just know how to act around that's them, right. but not know right. because you don't want to freaking know that. No, I don't. You need don't to want know, that in there. I don't need to know colors. I don't need to know. <laughs> oh um, yeah. Viscosity. I don't need to know any of that shit. <laughs> Listen, just keep it on the back of the tampon box. I don't need to hear it. I don't need to see it. I just don't need to be around it. And for hell's sakes, they should make that string shorter. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> See it coming out the bottom of her Levi's. I'm not going to comment on specifics. I'm just, I have a commentary. Okay, so you have these girls with uh, hobbies like posing for death scenes. Uh, hobbies like picking a person, making fun of them by uh, reciting what their eulogy is going to be or, yeah. or their obituary. Um, and, you know, so you have these kind of creepy and these girls aren't, I mean, I don't want to be They're They're just kind of the, the girls that you don't really know. I'm not saying they're like sluts. I just, you don't know where they've been. You know, is that, was that rude to say? <laughs> no, I'm not saying in that way. I'm just saying who they, they didn't look like they took care of themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and with the whole grooming thing. And they really didn't. And that's mm-hmm. what, that, that's what I mean by mm-hmm. that. And maybe that was the wrong phrase to use, but, but well, but that's what I mean. Well, and, and you kind of, there's the scene there. In fact, do you remember the scene where they're out in the middle of the field and they're making fun of that girl and, and the boys are sitting up in the stands? Yes. Did those boys remind you of anybody? If you, who are you going to say? Me and you. <laughs> I knew it. But do you know why? Why? Because it reminds me of me and you about a week after we got kicked out of dart staff. <laughs> that was a, that was Your a wonderful co-hosts and friends, Sam and Mike were threatened that if they sloughed 
out of the uh, school newspaper in high school that they would Our be class. kicked out of class if we left. If we would be kicked out of class. We were seniors. It was the second half of the year. Yep. And we went to a wrestling meet instead of going to class. And Mr. Was it a wrestling meet? Yeah. Okay. Mr. Spencer. I, I douche. His name. And yes, I am getting over on you right now, Mr. Spencer, dumbass. <laughs> He's listening right now. Yeah, he is listening right now. Um, <laughs> he kicked us out, and we were in jeopardy of not graduating. Yeah, we so were. what happened? We had an angel sent from heaven in the form of a lady named Coach Creer. I cannot believe you remember all that stuff. Shemaine Creer oh is her name. Oh, my gosh. She was the coolest English teacher ever. And we went to her and said, Coach, is there, what can we do? And what did she say we could do? She said that to save our academic careers, which would then blossom into the careers that we have today, we could be teacher's assistants for girls' Girls athletics. athletics. We raked the softball field. We set up the hurdles. We had permission to go in the girls' locker room as long as we told them we were coming around the corner. And, yes, my... My friends, I did shout out a little late one or two times <laughs> to come around the corner first. I will admit it. But we ended up being teacher's aides for girls' athletics. We graduated from high school, and now we are the successful narrators of this podcast that you know it's, today. It's all been leading up to this. So there you go. That's a what, were, what was the point? What was the point of that? What were we talking about? Just because those boys on the field oh, were reminded asses. because they like. What the hell are those guys doing? Everybody else is out there playing like stick hockey, field hockey You're right. in PE class. And these guys are like, oh, yeah, bounce around, girls. Yeah, run around. And it's like, hey, yeah, we got to set up the hurdles. Uh, you probably had to give them a test run real quick. <laughs> There'll be no training. Anybody need me to? I'll, hey, man, I'll stretch your hamstring. Just go ahead and lay down. Yeah, you with the short shorts. Let me stretch your hamstring. <laughs> No, no, nope, nope, I don't know. What? Did somebody say camel toe? I have no idea what that is. Just well, let me stretch I, your I just remember her being all pissed off when you when you uh, nonchalantly walk up to her and said, handed her a razor and said, maybe you want to use this. <laughs> maybe you want to get a better bikini. Line. All right, that's that's all crap. Oh, that that's not that. I for, you know I didn't forget about that, but I forgot all the names and places. Oh, yeah. oh, that's great. Names of places. But, Anyways, okay. So so you got these girls who let's just say are maybe strangers to some of the the, the finer points of grooming and mm-hmm. keeping clean. And the most horrifying thing in the world happens. They're out in the middle of a park in the middle of the night, and you see, I, I can't even say it. Period blood. <laughs> Coming down her leg. And I tell you right there, even, I mean, I've seen this movie probably five or six times since it's come out. But even when I watched it this last week, I, it sent shivers yeah, it's, down my, it's, my back. It's, it's it was bad. disgusting. Yeah. Anyhow, so it really made, and I, I remember thinking, I remember being uncomfortable like up to that point because I remember how bad that was. It made, I don't know if that affects everybody that way. Part. There's a worse part. Wh- which one? Where she's, they're both standing in the bathroom stall right before they go talk to the counselor. And she's dripping blood onto the ground. Yeah, yeah. I but you didn't Ugh. see it running down her leg. No, but her legs are right there, and it's dropping down between them. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, was, but all, you know what? I was more queasy on the blood on the leg. Yeah, I was. It was gross. So for some reason, hey, that's just, let's too, just let's stop that's it. that's too close to uh, shall we say home? <laughs> the origin. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> yes, kudos. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was me knocking on we a are table. So self-absorbed, dumbasses. Anyways, okay, so all right, that's kind of a you know. And here's the deal: you you from that point on, uh, she gets obviously she gets attacked by a werewolf and starts becoming a werewolf, which was really kind of weird as she was going through more than one type of a change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she started to, whereas before boys were icky, she's starting to branch out and become interested in the, the opposite sex and the whole time being a werewolf, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to deal with that stuff. You know, here and here's the thing. I'm not a huge coming-of-age story guy. You know, sometimes, like, if you say that in a preview, I just I just yeah. won't watch it. That, that means- this is a story, unless it has something like, this is Eugenie. A coming of age story of blossom sexuality. I probably won't watch it. <laughs> but uh no, honestly. But this but this is the kind of coming of age movie that they, they put it into I I don't know. Would you would you classify this as no, that? No, I wouldn't would because the focus is not on that. That happens to be one thing going on. But the but the thing is is she's growing up and she's dealing with all this stuff. And that's kinda what I mean by that. Yeah, but it's just one of those marginal things is just like out on the side there she's turning into a freaking werewolf well i well the, here, here's the deal i i disagree with you a little bit only because of the contrast between uh ginger when she be, when, you know the beginning of the movie and then ginger after she starts realizing that uh she has these powers of not only becoming a woman but becoming this werewolf did that sound like totally st- too- oh. <laughs> I'm glad we waited. I'm glad we, we yeah. gave Sam the time. Since you went ahead and did it uh, for me. But anyways, no, I. you know what? I can I can see that, but I still think this is a werewolf story. I mean, this, no, this, I, this I, to I, me, in, in she's changing it. You know, that just happens to be one thing going on, and that's, I mean, it makes it more funny and uncomfortable. I think that's one of the biggest parts of the movie, though. I really do. Because here, I mean, then you start to see also the the difference between Ginger and her younger sister, Bridget, who isn't going through any changes, you know, it's, it's, it kind of adds some stuff to the, to the plot. But let me ask you then. So for the other movies that were, uh, follow up to this, was that a theme in any of them? What do you mean? Well, the other Ginger Snaps movies. The other Ginger Snaps movies are not, it's, I'll be honest with you. It's been a long time since I've seen them. So I, I, I feel like uh, any comments I make may be mm-hmm. a little bit misguided, but I, it wasn't like this. It wasn't as obvious as this. Um, anyway, well, let's just get past that. I'm, right. I'm tired. No, it's fine. It's, I'm getting. I'm getting a little. Yeah, I feel out. like I need to go shopping for Tampax or something. <laughs> so it's fine. Well, plus uh, I, w- I wanted to get some rare steak for some reason, and it's too late in the evening. <laughs> Oh Damn it. Anyway, but okay, so the rest of the movie, uh, as Ginger becomes more and more, as she wolfs out more and more, her sister Bridget uh, tries to, you know, figure out a remedy to, to, to save her. I mean, even though they do go through some fighting and whatever, because of the different, the obvious difference that uh, change in, I guess, life that Ginger's going through, you know, they're still sisters and they still mm-hmm. made these packs and whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, I. There's only one part of this movie that that uh, I really did not like. Oh, you know, we completely forgot to mention the mom. The parents in this movie oh, yeah. were hilarious. Yeah. First of all, I want to be just like the dad in this. He was just the girls would talk about all these nasty things and then dad would just be like, oh. "Yeah. 
He's just off in his own I don't want to be involved in this. Yeah. I, you know, I hope to be the same way. <laughs> I will. I've got three girls. Yes. I will be the same way. Yes. But uh, the mother tr- ultimately trying to be supportive and understanding does some hilarious things, you know, to, to follow up and to protect her girls. The, the one part I did not like, and tell me what you think, because... I think that we we they did a good job of especially in the original werewolf attack not showing too much not make you know I mean there was a, a werewolf ended up getting hit by um, a van mm-hmm. you know getting crushed and whatever but you know they did a pretty good of of kind of keeping the look of the werewolf to the imagination and there towards the end when uh, what's her name uh, Ginger did the whole wolf and out thing it just mm-hmm. it I, it kind of ruined it. I, I I think I saw a little bit too much and it wasn't it, it kind of almost looked silly well yes and and to me that's where there's kind of a a discrepancy mm-hmm. going on okay. because was it just me or the the werewolves bald right yeah uh, yeah, they they look like just gray skin. But Bridget found like all this hair all hair over. all over the razors and stuff like that. So it's like they kind of had to. <laughs> I, I I didn't understand that. I'm like, well, where where does the hair come from? Maybe she's got just super huge curlies down there that she's just trying to shave and get out of the way for her little boyfriend. But I just I didn't understand why the werewolf was bald when that was that was no, like an okay. issue. Going I didn't on. even think about that. Yeah. But. So so I I agree with you. That we end up again, and I don't know why we go back to this. We get the key master and the gatekeeper showing up there at the end, and yeah. that—that's what it is. It didn't really look like a werewolf to me. Yeah. I mean, it kind of resembled. Some well, sort of and, wolf. And, and, and who's to say what a real werewolf looks like? I mean, we always complain that oh, everything's the same, everything looks yeah. the same, blah blah. You know, then they then they drop a uh, you know a unique looking werewolf, and then we're complaining. Ah, well, I just I just think that that it would have been better. I think it took a little bit of the. Um, the focus off the characters themselves mm-hmm. and kind of turn to that. Whereas, and I don't know why, because this it doesn't make sense that I would like these characters so much, right? Because well, yeah, I mean, it, the whole girly, the whole uh, like girl issue thing it does not gel with me typically, right? But this is the one movie where it, I think it plays where it plays an integral part that I think mm-hmm. they did a good job of keeping me interested in it. Well, and it was, and you know, it is too bad that the, the the werewolf kind of fell flat at the end, as far as what what we're imagining and what it mm-hmm. should be. But just in it case, it just seems more menacing. It seemed very menacing until you saw it. I right, think is right, what, yeah, okay. that's a great way to put it. And so, for anybody who wants to know what a real werewolf looks like, just tune in in November to New Moon. Um, <laughs> you will know what a true werewolf. <laughs> You've been wait, you've been saving that oh, one. Oh, that's awesome! Yes. Oh, sweet man. All right. Well, I give this nice. A, I give this a buy. I I really really like this movie. The only thing keeping it from a bone saw was I don't think that if if someone ever asked me of a of a, a list of bone saws I give out that I did that I want it to be period blood free. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's probably a good thing. And I give it a red box. Um, oh, really? I do. Okay. I do only because. The werewolves weren't all that cool, and yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't. I didn't like the period thing. So <laughs> I, but you know what? Maybe as a volume, if I were to see the rest of them, I'd be like, you know what? I appreciate that a little more. But that on its own, I just kind of. I do think that this is the best out of the three, oh, and great. I do like number three a lot. Number two, I, I I don't hate it, you know. But it it was it. Who was it that hated? It? Was it Otter? 
Uh, I don't remember. Somebody oh, freaking hated it. I, you know, I didn't hate it. It was there was this character Spooky in it. Bill, maybe because it was uh, what's her name? Bridget was in it, mm-hmm. but she went to a mental hospital or something, if I remember correctly. And she had this like friend that was very irritating. But other than that, oh, I remember it was some kind of hospital, and these guys would rape them. Anyway, we'll save that for another movie. Speaking Ew. of, yeah, we'll save that for the next movie. Jeez. Anyway, so what oh, you got yeah. for us? Okay, so no mammary count again. We're mammary free. You know, thank goodness though in this mm-hmm. one because. Yeah, I yeah. I don't think there kind of was, but I could tell the Bridget or I mean, uh, uh, Ginger was wearing like fake plastic. And on a side note, that you found out, oh yeah, oh yeah, the girl that plays uh, Ginger is actually five years younger than the girl that plays Bridget in real life. Yeah, weird. And, and she's uh, five times hotter. Yeah, but bizarre, <laughs> bizarre that yeah. she's playing the older sister, uh-huh. and it was all because of the boobs. Well, and it didn't. I would never have guessed that. Yeah, I, I would me never. Guess, I mean, I'm not saying that. I don't think that uh, Bridget looks exceptionally young or anything like that. I mean, obviously she does look young. Exceptionally, they pulled it off. I mean, mm-hmm. this yeah, isn't, this isn't like a Brandon Walsh in 90210 where you can tell he's like 38. Whereas, whereas pubes are silver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Why did I say exactly to silver pubes? Because you love those kind of jokes. All right, so what did I learn? The only thing I learned from this movie is that werewolves are made out of watermelon. That's the only thing I learned. <laughs> when it explodes. Yeah. Uh, what? Who else said that? Not the little dweeb, you doinks, the one with the rack. That was Elmer Fudd talking to his posse when they went hunting. Stupid. <laughs> I, it was late when I watched this. All right. uh, so, Sam, you're going to call me, right? You have my number. Sam, Sam. That's every chick in the world. <laughs> and uh, Norman, shut the fuck up. That's Cliff Clavin. <laughs> Except for I would think it would be the opposite way. Cliff was always the chatty one. Yeah, but they didn't say shut up, Cliff. <laughs> so I had to go that way. That's true. All right, Six Degrees. Mimi Rogers was in Lost in Space with Gary Oldman in The Fifth Element oh, with Bruce right. Willis. In Sin City with Josh Hartnett in The Virgin Suicides, Kirsten Dunst, Bruce Campbell, Spider-Man. Wow. All right. We're going to uh, tickle your ears a little bit more. Is tickle that- my ears and let's get into a movie that had me thinking I actually had milk in my eyes. Let's do it. <laughs> let's ex- stay tuned to find out what the hell that means. Oh, no. 
Slack. Yo! This woman has just chopped, crippled, and mutilated four men beyond recognition. But no jury in America would ever convict her. That was the tagline to our next movie called I Spit on Your Grave. <laughs> what was that? What was that? Pop? I just spit, dude. Take off your clothes. I don't like women giving me orders. I spit on your grave. What you are about to see did happen. I spit on your grave. This woman will soon cut, chop, and burn five men beyond recognition. And there isn't a jury in this country that will convict her. I'll give you something to remember for the rest of your life. I spit on your grave. Relax. I'll make you feel like you've never felt before. God bless your hands. Why do you feel this? Oh, yeah, that's been... No. No, not... I spit on your grave. What do you want? It's you I want. spit on your grave uh, also called day of the woman i like day of the woman better you do title. yeah freak yeah there's no such uh, thing a day of a woman did i just say that out loud no okay it was good. in your head came out in 1978 directed by and written by mir zarchi uh shockingly this got a 5.2 i guess it's not shockingly i mean this is kind shockingly of shockingly because it was that high no oh 
Well, here's this is one of the staples of the genre of the of the exploitation of the rape revenge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And this isn't even the worst one, mm-hmm. you know, that, that I've seen. Well, is it? I don't know. It's worse in some parts, not so much in other parts. But uh, I would assume because this is because I think this movie gets a lot of respect, you know, for what it is. I don't know. Maybe maybe I've, I've only been talking to people who respect this movie. I'm sure that plenty of people hate this movie. You only got a five point two, and I'm actually kind of surprised about that. Uh, Camille Keaton played Jennifer Hills. Aaron Tabor played Johnny. Richard Pace played Matthew Lucas. Uh, Gunter Kleeman. Kleeman? Wasn't there a part on Family Guy when uh, the news guy said, What's the new swear word? It's Kleeman. Find out what it is after this. Anyways, uh, he played Andy. Synopsis. The film follows Jennifer, a writer who is working on a new novel and needs to get out of the city to finish it. She she rents a Riverside apartment in upstate New York. Upstate what New the York. Hell, man? That's a difference. It's city and then out in the middle of bum effing nowhere. All right. There you go. Because if you, somebody says New York, you automatically think big sprawling cities. And this definitely did not take place in a big sprawling city. Um, they catch Jenner. Oh, let's see. Where am I? Uh, she attracts the attention of a number of rowdy male locals. They catch Jennifer one day and strip her naked for the village idiot and rape her. Jennifer is later attacked and raped a further two times by the four degenerates, and her novel is also destroyed. But Jennifer slowly recovers in her now-twisted, psychotic mind, which, by the way, pisses me off. We'll talk about that. Uh, she then begins to seek revenge on the four men who raped her. Now, before we get into it, that I did not like how this person decided to put the word psychotic yeah, in Yeah, she there. seemed pretty calculated. She wasn't psychotic. Well, to be a to be psychotic, I don't think you have to be like a crazy mad person, you know, or whatever. But uh psychotic, I don't know if that happened to mm. me. I would be I mean, I would be pissed off beyond recognition mm-hmm. and without I don't know. I I I would go I mean, I don't know Exactly. Obviously, you have to be in the situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that this is just something that she went and did, you know, because, you know, something she got crushed. Somebody wronged her. Yeah. Right. So why not go to you know? And, and I, I know that we that were if I you know we talk about this we're jumping right into it, but the the way that that she was violated was unbelievably brutal mm-hmm. and graphic and. um I mean, I've ne- I've, I've never been in this situation or seen or you know experienced it, but it seems so real to me. Yeah. Like the react, like her reactions uh, seemed yeah. like um, something that would really happen. In fact, um, one of the one of the I, I know I, I we haven't even started talking about the story or anything, but uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that everybody knows that that I mean that this basically this girl goes out into the middle of nowhere, gets uh, raped brutally and savagely by a group of uh, redneck locals and then uh, decides you know what I'm going to I'm going to chew bubblegum and kick ass and she's all out of bubble what was that this movie anyways uh anyway the one of the reasons that this movie even came about is because uh uh Mir Zarchi the the writer and director of this movie actually had an experience where he stumbled upon the aftermath of a rape Oh really? Took and basically what he did is he t- he uh, uh, I don't know the exact story, but w- in essence, what he did is he said he, he helped this woman. I think it was him, and, and maybe he had one of his kids with him. He helped this woman. He said, "Okay, well, do you want to go to the hospital or do you want to go to the police?" They decided to end up going to the police, you know. And 
I think I, it may have seemed so real because that's he he's actually seen that for real. You know, it, it, I I don't know. I mean, you know, that puts a different spin on it for me um, because. I think we've talked before. I had to watch Dead Girl a second time because it affected me, and that's how I got it out of my mind. Uh-huh. Maybe he needed to put a movie out there to get that out of his yeah. mind because who knows how traumatic that would have been to stumble upon that and then hear the the story of what had happened, right. seeing her pain. Go, and maybe yeah. that's the, maybe it was cathartic for him to just put a movie out there and say, you know what, I'm going to put this out there. It's not enjoyable, but... I've got to put this out there because I think it's an important message, and you know what? It's therapy for me. I don't know. And and, and I will say one thing. A lot of the things that uh, I mentioned today, uh, I'm ripping directly off from Joe Bob Briggs. I mean, uh, I did watch it. You know, he is a hilarious dude, but this guy has insights into movies, and he knows his history. And, uh, you know, he did it. I mean, this was probably one of the most enjoyable commentaries I've ever heard. I think I still enjoyed... Uh, what was it, Freddy versus Jason with Robert England? I think Robert England still holds that uh, number one spot for me. But uh, <clears throat> here, here's the deal. A lot of groups uh, basically would, would, would just dismiss this movie as an exploitive way for perverted dudes to get off, I guess. Now... And this is something Joe Bob was bringing up too, which which was cool because he kind of he kind of had the same stance on on those type of detractors as I did on uh, you know some of the people who bashed on Dead Girl and said you know this is just for you know sickos and blah blah blah. But the thing is, is uh, he he was I mean he would go through a shot. I mean there there would be certain shots like for instance I mean we she's she's nude throughout a lot of this movie. Um, you know I mean. Maybe we'll just go through the story. She, you know, obviously she starts in New York. She, or in uh, the city, she goes up to this out-of-town place. She gets a, uh, you know, she rents like a cabin or a condo or something like that. She orders groceries from the local grocery store. Uh, the local handicapped uh, guy, well, I, don't, I mean, he, he was just mentally handicapped, delivers to, delivers these, uh, the groceries there. And, uh, you know, I guess, I mean, she actually filled up at a filling station before where all these kind of redneck guys saw her. And then this guy comes back and says, hey, she's up here all by herself or whatever. And, uh, and she showed off some oh, she, oh, her, Well, well, here's the deal. I mean, if if this was so – when she's there, before anything starts happening, I mean, it, the, there's kind of – she's all by herself. But, I mean, you hear her talking. You hear her thoughts, things like that. Um, but – She's just kind of this independent woman who I, you know, who I think has made it pretty clear that she's out there just to be alone, and you know, to and to you know enjoy the country, enjoy the surroundings, which uh, you know were were great. You know, uh, there's one part where, uh, and I'm getting back to my point here. There's one part where she strips and uh, goes for a swim, and uh, the the camera, instead of being right on her goes across the river, you know, and so it's like this really wide open shot and uh Joe Bob is saying, you know what, if if this was if this was all for titillation, you know, wouldn't you think that uh you know there would be you know, the camera angle is probably a poor choice for that situation. And there were and there were those types of of instances were uh strewn throughout the whole movie and Joe Bob uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, obviously he had time to prepare his rebuttal or whatever because he really nailed it. I mean, I think he did a good job with that. 
Do you see what I'm saying there? Did you? Did I, I you do. Think, no, that makes sense. Did I, you think there was a lot of just for pure titillation? No, because they would have done different angles when they, when she was being raped. They would have done different angles to make sure <clears> that you can see things going on, like see parts and and more graphic. I think you get the point of what's going on, but there wasn't a bunch of graphic thrusting and all this other. I mean, well, well, well there was. In fact, I was going to say, and this is probably bad to say, but there's there's one of the rapes where they put her up on the rock, and the dude is just going yeah he reminded me of animal from the muppets <laughs> playing, playing the, the drums. drums like yeah. it was his hair was flying everywhere he and you could tell he was doing damage he was showing off well he, he was, was doing dead gyrating and stuff you could tell that that's probably doing some damage well, to well, her well listen and, uh-huh. and here's the thing i didn't find any of this it, it, even the rape scene where she was nude the yeah. whole time i didn't it didn't even seem like a sexual no. thing at all. It seemed like here are these four powerless in their own life guys, uh, you know, exuding power over something that's weaker. I think yeah. it's all about. It was about violence and oh, about yeah. power. No, I agree. now I'm not a psychologist. I don't. I don't. I mean, I, that's what it seemed like to me. But I don't. I but don't. That's what they say. Rape is every time. Is that it's it's violence and power. It's not a sexual thing. Listen, all my all my uh, experience from that comes from watching endless episodes of SVU. So I, oh I so gosh. I feel like I'm a I'm I'm somewhat of an expert. I'm just either. nice. No, but no, it, it, and that's the thing. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and claim that uh, they needed all this nudity and they needed to show all this stuff to make it effective. But I, I I do believe it to a point. Well, but there's a difference, and and I think that this is where this comes in. Where you know we're watching these brutal rapes go on. And that's not titillating at all. But the bathtub scene when she's do, getting ready to do that, you know mm-hmm. what? That, that was a little sexy. If if you didn't know what was coming, right? And, you know, and and she's in front of the mirror for a long time, brushing her hair, and it's nice, and there's no tension. Right. I mean, other than you know that she's going to go get revenge, and like when she's when she seduces Matthew down there by the all that stuff. That's when I started thinking, wow, that's pretty sexy. I, yeah, I feel some movement going on. But, but I, I think, but I think there is a definite separation between those parts and the the brutal rape. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. that's a, so so. New, there's nudity in it all. Yeah, but there's there's a, definitely a difference to the tone, which makes it she uses as a weapon at the end. But it's more titillating than than the the rape scene. Well, and she needs it to be because yeah. the way she takes her revenge is by lulling these right. stupid assholes. Yep. Which is unbe- I don't I don't know. I, like again, it is unbelievable <laughs> that they fall for that. Oh, I, I I don't know. I just it was just, it was it was hard to watch. I mean, and I did watch it two times, only because Joe Bob. Beca- but right. uh, but I will tell you. But I don't think that there was any. I mean, okay. So there there were basically five people in this whole movie, except for like one scene in a restaurant and one you know the the beginning scene, and then like you see one of the rednecks' wives and kids. Um, I don't think that there's much question that um, this movie's just trying to say. I, I I don't know if it's this blatant or what, but. Uh, Basically, every male in the, in the movie is a freaking bad guy. I think this is kind of a tribute to a to a feminist type of attitude and whatever. Which you know what? It's fine. I mean, that doesn't bother me at all. Well, it gets the message out for Clariv, which is which is really good. For what? Clariv. What's that? It's Cadaver Lab against rape and violence. <laughs> Did you write that down, dude? I just made it up That's right now. Sweet. That's so stupid. <laughs> Well, okay, and um, so so basically, I mean that that's that's the I mean that's the whole premise. I mean, she gets raped by these four guys. There is one guy that I mentioned. He's kind of a, a mentally retarded guy that seems to be along for the ride. He kind of seems to be the village idiot. 
uh, like it said in the uh, in the synopsis. My question is, is he? I mean, he got into it a little bit. He was really hesitant at first, but everyone was egging him on. He ended up, uh, you know, he held a leg down once, and then he tried to go at it again. When was it? Was it? Uh, it was, was it later on in the house. It was the house. Now, how culpable is he? I one thing I found I found it was very interesting the order that they that they that she off the guys and I mean maybe in real life it's probably you know everything's not going to happen in the exact order of evilness or whatever but the first guy they go to is Matthew is this handicapped mm-hmm. guy and I think that it, it was um, almost a message saying listen you know what I have been violated to the point where. I will show no mercy. I will, you know, basically even take out a guy who is obviously handicapped, you know, phys- or, uh, mentally handicapped, and, um, you know, take it to the extreme because he died in a terrible way. Well, she did it in the order of how well she knew them. Like, he came in and he was her friend and she was nice to him, and then he violated that by violating her, so uh-huh. she took him out. Well, Next guy, she had a conversation with him about being in town. But listen to this. Uh, the second guy she goes after is, like, the main bad guy. Yeah. And in my opinion, well, you not in my opinion, but typically the, the worst guy gets it last. Like, the real... Right, re- that's, that's what I'm saying. The order that I could tell mm-hmm. is because the second person that she had the most relationship with was this guy because she had a whole conversation with him when he pumped gas. You know... The other two, nothing. The other two, nothing. You know, one thing I noticed, too, is uh, the difference between the attitudes of the... uh, We we did forget to mention one thing. That basically, after they got done with all the rape scenes, there were were like three or four right in a row. It was was 25 minutes. Yeah. It was 25 minutes and like 14 seconds. I don't remember, but uh, Joe Bob said it. And uh, I, I trust Joe Bob. They tasked Matthew after they were done to go in and kill her, so that you know they wouldn't have to worry about any repercussions or anything. That part—that's the only part of the movie that I was like, you know, I I can understand how like egotistical dudes can think. You know what? I gave it to her good. You know, she liked it. You know, so I can understand. You know that kind of. I mean, I I don't understand the mentality, but I can see it. Um, but the one part of the movie that really bothered me is how all these guys, one guy, like the last guy, was so angry and mean and, and had a uh, like a bottle of wine or something. And uh, let's just say um, he, he could have been Squeagle. They send in this, the, probably the least reliable guy in the whole crew, the guy who's not really, wasn't into it in the first place at all. To go in and probably, you know, you know and to kill her and commit like this heinous crime. And they, and they, he comes out. He 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 taps the knife in blood, and you know gets it wet and whatnot. And he comes back into you know go, comes back. The guys just wait outside and, and just assume it's done. That is the one part of the movie that was just like, oh, that that yeah, really it, sucks. It's, it's kind of like they tried to bridge a gap there. How do we make this story so she would stay alive without these guys going to get her back? And so you have to have the idiot who needs to lie about it because he's trying to hang with the group and he's going to fake it. Right. I mean, how else can you do it? How else do you do it? If one of those guys goes in, she's dead. Right, exactly. They're not just going to leave her. No, no so you're they absolutely have to. right. No, and I'm, I'm not defending it, but you know, as as corny as it was, well, they had to kind of do it that well, way. Well, or you could have gone the way of maybe beating her up to the point where you know they thought she was dead. I mean, because when they left her, I mean, they knew she was still alive, still alive and kicking or whatever. But you know, something like that. All, all I'm saying is this: is that 
that there's no way that that that's the one part of the movie that just really stands out and kind of took me out of it. Once I started thinking about it, I was like, what? Well, and you know, as far as the beat up thing goes, she's there for three months. So you can't beat her up too bad because how long would it take her to get better? So they they played this the two it, weeks go by. No, and that's true. Um, and actually, as an aside, it's really interesting to see that uh, you can almost see the point where she, you know, obviously she just got violated. And uh, it, I think the, the movie did a good job of saying, okay, well, here she is. And she's going to transition into this strong, kick-ass woman. You know, I think they did a good job of that because, I mean, even before she went after the guys, you knew what she was up to, up to. You knew that she was like they ripped up her novel. She tapes it back together. It's kind of like Rocky after losing well, to Apollo Creed for, the first time. Except for there was no montage, which of her like rapping. Stuff there was no that. music in the whole yeah. movie except for what they they play like a little piece in the in the rape scene in the house or oh no 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 was that right or was it when uh, she ordered more groceries? I don't remember. I don't know. But anyway, but no montage to like have her wrap stuff around her thighs. Dun, you know, dun, 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 yeah, none dun, of that dun. stuff. None of that. No, which, uh, come on. That's about the time when that stuff started. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, I mean, I don't know if this was all intentional, but I think that there were a lot of, uh, a lot of symbolism in, uh, you know, some of the phases that she went through, some of the way that she, obviously some of the ways that she killed the men, you know, and also the way that she exuded her power. You know, because obviously she's not going to have physical superiority over these guys. But it goes to show that, uh, you know, that's not always what it takes. Well, she was willing to let Matthew have sex with her. Yep. Like, he got to have sex with her. You know, I thought that was really strange in the beginning when that part. But then I thought, you know what, she's probably just been, I mean, she's she's probably hit the bottom so hard that that uh, it, it makes sense that in order to make sure her plan works, that she would go to those kind of lengths. Mm-hmm. I don't but know. He, this... She let him on on her for a long time, and that's, it's, I'm sure it's Maybe. just a movie because it's not real. But while she's, you know, you're having to get the rope ready and get it over his neck and stuff like that. But I was, just, mm-hmm. I was surprised that it was able to go all the way. I would have thought she could have overpowered him because he was mentally challenged. Yeah. Well, maybe. But anyway. Either way. Um, anyway, there, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff you can talk about. For instance, uh, there's a there's a scene where all the rednecks go fishing, and just through their conversation, you could tell that they're ig- these ignorant, mm-hmm. you know, idiots who, who, uh, you know, I can't believe I, I don't know if they said that I can't believe a woman's working and you know out of the house, whatever they didn't say yeah, maybe right. quite that bad, but they were saying, you know, pretty. Uh, uh, chauvinistic. They're being pretty chauvinistic and whatnot. And, you know, that's I mean, that's just to kind of to give us where they're coming from into into basically I think um have us lose all um like or respect for their characters because of what was about to come. You know, right. they basically they wanted to be pure evil against this, you know, uh kind of a you know, this this free-spirited strong woman you know what and you know i liked it i mean i'm not going to complain that they're uh, mm-hmm. you know they're i mean feminism great yeah i mean and that's i honestly that's what this movie i think was all about right was uh the female strength but yeah anyway. nope i agree i think that she you know she got the revenge she did it the way that she did it and it took some planning but uh you know she definitely showed her power in the end it's a good way to end chick power one one funny thing that billy bob said uh he he was reading something that ebert ebert put down and uh 
Uh, Ebert said, uh, there's no reason to see this movie except to be entertained by the sight of sadism and suffering. Billy Bob says, mm, so what's your point? <laughs> Highlight in the commentary. Nice. Anyway, there, there's all sorts of great stuff. I have five pages of notes on this that I don't really think that we need to get into. You know, I think I think we've gone over the themes mm-hmm. and whatnot, but in the, j- these were just more instances of and mm-hmm. examples of, uh, you know, the symbolism in the movie. Like one blatant one, you remember when uh, after the first time after the rape that uh, she ordered groceries. Oh yeah. Uh, Matthew's there going to pick up the groceries, and there's a butcher in the back. He has like the hindquarters of a pig. He's oh, got this big that. meat cleaver, and he like chops it right down the crotch. Oh, I didn't notice right that. Right there. Oh yeah. Huh. It's there. But uh, all in all, this is not an easy movie to watch. It's not a fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. It's it, it affects me. Uh, I did watch it twice, and it was a lot easier to watch with Joe Bob because he was being funny, and also he was kind of like, kind of just like sticking it to these to the people who, who uh, just I I don't think under I mean obviously we can't expect everybody to to uh, look past all of the the brutality in this movie. But the thing is, is if, if you can't look past it, you don't, you don't need to say ignorant things about it. Right. And I like that. I liked how he did that. Right. So what do you give it then? I give it a, oh, man, this is hard because I, I you know, I'll, I'll give it a buy. I, 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 I almost want to say a rent because, you know, this, this is not something you're going to want to watch over and over. Definitely, but I give it a buy just because of the quality, you know. Yeah, see, and I would say AMC. Other than you watch this in AMC, and you're it's not going to. That's you. right. So then, yeah. so now do I go? Don't bother, or do I go up to Redbox? And that's what I've got to decide. Yep. I think that it's an important enough film in the genre that you you have to. I'd have to give it a Redbox, but I just it was difficult to watch, but. You, you junk know, alerts all over the place. Tiny and, junk alerts, which was yeah. okay, made us feel like man. That's right. That's right. I will say one thing. Um, I mean, I'm not a obviously. I'm not a. I'm not really a big <laughs> like rape revenge movie lover. Mm-hmm. However, there are there are good ways to do it, and there are bad ways to do it. I think this was an excellent way to do it. Uh, there's another movie that I watched recently that was it wasn't bad. I I don't think it was as powerful. As as this movie was, it was uh, what's it called? Uh, Thriller, a cruel picture. You ever heard of that? Nope. Basically, they they uh, I can't remember the exact same story, but this girl kind of gets screwed over by this is this is the high level. The girl gets screwed over by this guy. Uh, he, she he kidnaps him and drugs her and makes her become a prostitute for all these guys, you know, and and uh, she loses an eye somehow. I don't remember how it is. But I mean, the movie the movie had kind of the same types of themes because she ended up escaping and you know kicking ass uh, with it. She had a shotgun, which is weird because she only had one eye. I don't know how the depth perception thing works or with it. But anyway, but in this movie, they actually showed like full penetration. Oh, really? And full every you know, and it's just like you know, I do, I don't, I don't think it was necessary. And I, 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 I mean, I'm not saying it was a terrible movie. All I'm saying is that I think that. How do you fake that? You, well, no, you don't. How, like that somebody's getting hurt, and oh, I don't understand. No, that. I don't, well, the the bottom line is, is they did that. They they obviously felt it was necessary for the movie. However, I I think that if they would have gone the same route with this, it would have it would have become more of a uh, of a not. I think it would have been more in an attempt to titillate instead of you know just kind of having us be horrified by the. Um, you know, just by the pure 
brutality of the situation. Jeez. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. You said you've seen that? Yep. I have it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So, anything else you want to talk about? No, I, th- I think I've talked a lot. Enough. This is a 58 on the mammary count. It was a lot. Judas and it's, you know what, this was a hard one because it's not, you know, they're not enjoyable. No pun intended. So, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And then, uh, so what did I learn? Guys showing off in boats are freaking stupid. Yep. Well, did you notice, like, the, the how, different, how different it was between how they were showboating and, and uh, showing off and being jackasses before the rape and then after the rape they find out she's alive and then they're yeah. all you know it was it was like a different set of yeah you know, these guys weren't so high and mighty anymore especially Man. once their buddies started getting knocked off and the other thing is is retards don't make good assassins <laughs> yep that's so keep that in mind um i don't have a who else said that there just wasn't enough dialogue that i found something that i could use but um, six degrees. Camille Keaton was in Holy Hollywood with Tony Leach, who was in Hoodwinked with Glenn Close, who was in Air Force One with Harrison Ford with Josh Hartnett. What? In oh, okay. Hollywood Homicide, who was with the Virgin Suicides, Kirsten Dunst, Spider Members Camp. How many steps is that? Six. Ooh. One, two, three, four, five, six. Ooh, I had to make sure there. Because that did sound like a lot. <laughs> it sounded like a lot. Yeah, but that nope, it's six. All right, so um, I guess that's um, basically all the movies we have. I I hope I uh, I don't know about that. I spit on your grave. I I doubt I'll be pulling that one out anytime soon. But no. uh, but you know I, I I do recommend listening to the Joe Bob Briggs uh, commentary. That may make a huge difference. Well, for me. It, well, the thing is, is it, it lightened the tone mm-hmm. immensely. Because mm-hmm. the the thing is, I I watched it and I was just uh, you know such a bummer afterwards. Yeah, right. You know? And then I thought, oh, I'll, go, I'll check it out for five, five, ten minutes. But I watched the whole movie again because it, 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 he did such a great job. Well, and that's that's why with me rating it, I, I have such a hard time because watching it like that, I'm like, gosh, dang it! I get the idea of rape and that it's horrible, right? Do I really need to watch it? And and you know that's that's what a lot of people's criticism was. Yeah, you know, I think I still think it was well done. And like when you talked about. Uh, the director having that experience, I mean, that makes that makes a difference to me because, like yep. I said, it could be cathartic. Anyways. Yeah, this is a marathon of an episode, and uh, listen, we're not going to deny it. So what we're going to do here is um, at the end of this, uh, you know you know what? We'll do our thing. Don't worry. We'll say see you later. Okay, we'll say that. We know how y'all wait to hear that. <laughs> uh, but no, I just – let's throw out the contact information. Uh, visit cadaverlab.com. Sign up for the forums there. Um, you may want to get on the forums for Sean's awesome contest that he's got going on. And trust me, the Angry Gnome Library is excellent. I have read basically everything except for the new one that just uh, showed up. And I, I just barely received the new short stack that I'm going to be tearing through here pretty quick. Um, email us at mike at cadaverlab.com or sam at cadaverlab.com. Uh, or you can go to our website and click contact us. There's a web form up there. Uh, send us an email, or uh, excuse me, a voicemail at 206-339-2730. Again, that is 206-339-2730. You know, I haven't even looked on Podcast Alley this whole month to see how we're doing. Oh, really? I wonder how we're doing. Vote for us on Podcast Alley. Uh, we might be sucking, we might not be. Yeah. haven't checked it out yet. All right, so uh, that's uh, basically what we'll do here is we will finish the show with uh, playing 
the interview that I had with the awesome guys from uh, Die Monster Die, uh, make sure to go to their website. I mean, it's really great stuff. It's almost a shame that such there's this great music that is just people haven't had a chance to listen to. And I, I mean, I'm not just saying that because uh, I met them and uh, they're scary looking. No, I'm I'm saying that because I mean it. Anyway, uh, you got anything else? I don't. All right, man. Visit horrorpunks.com and here comes the interview. So from the Cadaver Lab, we will see you later. All right. I am here with the illustrious Die Monster Die. How's it going, guys? Yeah! <laughs> Party! So, uh, so, on this episode, you guys notice that we're, we've been playing a little you know, We've talked about this band. We're playing all their tunes throughout the show. We've got permission for once to play some music on our show that we actually play on our show. Absolutely. So, we grant permission. They gr- yes. Well, I... I, uh, apparently it wasn't uh, a consensus. It wasn't a consensus, but apparently it's close enough. <laughs> so um, we got three of the what? Four members here. Yes. And uh, why don't we go around the room and uh, introduce ourselves? I meet Wesley. I play drums. Laverne, Zero, Delore. Delore. Ah, you interrupted me. He pointed at me, fucker. No, he waits for the end for the singer, right? Oh, okay. Go ahead. Laverne, guitar. Laverne guitar, okay. I'm Zero DeLorean. Lead vocals. Lead vocals. Now, uh... Alright, so, um... We, we got rid of the bass player. He, is he taking off? He had to go hang out somewhere else? He had Chinese chicken salad waiting in the Romulan galaxy. Listen, I don't, I don't blame him for leaving for that. It's good stuff. <laughs> so, okay, so after reading on your website, uh, you guys have gone through some, uh... Lineup changes and whatnot, but you're back to the you're back to the original. Is that right? Correct, sir. That is correct. Absolutely. So uh, is that a? I mean, tell me about tell me about the history of the band. I mean, yeah, tell me is that a good thing while I'm sitting here? It's ah. absolutely <laughs> a good thing. It's, it's the way it was meant to be. Really, it sounds the best it's sounded. It feels the best it's ever felt, and um, I'm really enjoying myself. Well, how long have you guys been together overall? What, 2000? This band? 2000? Yes. Uh, yeah, about nine years. Nine years? And you guys started off as, a, as a, a different band, though, is that right? A different name? Casa Diablo. Is there, what, what are the main differences between Die Monster Die and Cava, Casa Diablo? We don't have a rich guy in the band. Yeah, anymore. Uh, the, the image is more cohesive. What do you mean by that? It was... The horror rock thing was not like an intentional path. It was more of something that... Next thing you know, we're realizing, God damn, everything we write about is dark shit. And then that's where you go, oh, hey. And it fits right into this and each there. Then once Casa Diablo was gone, we just decided to form the band that incorporated everything we thought was made a fucking concert rock band experience, something, something to see, something to listen to, something you couldn't ignore while you're drinking a pitcher of beer and sitting there trying to have a conversation at your table. Not fucking dinner theater, going to be a goddamn take no fucking prisoners rock band. So, so, so yeah, the, something like the just some ordinary meathead or jock that shows up to a show actually comes up to us after we've done a set and said, man, you guys were kick-ass. 
we're like, cool, right on. And then he goes and pumps weights or whatever he does. <laughs> right, so, uh, so we, we, we gain a lot of fans just by when people just happen to stumble into one of our shows, never heard us before. Just because, uh, I mean, listen, I mean, I... Whenever I do an interview, I, te- I tend to, to kiss ass, and I want to make sure sh- I want you guys to know I'm not trying to do that. Okay, no, we all right. We ass kiss that out later. No, I'm, I'm editing that out later. No, no one's gonna hear that. No, but uh, I mean, I've been listen. I've been well, on your site. Kiss keeping. your big ass if it counts for. <laughs> no, I've been on your site, man. I mean, I've and and uh, I, I to be, how I found you guys was I just went to Google and I and I searched for Salt Lake Horror. You know, and you guys came up, and since then I've gone to your site, which, um, which probably the best thing about your site, the, the, my favorite thing is that you guys had a bunch of your tunes, you know, playing there. And so right when I went there, you know, it, you know, it, to be honest with you, I mean, I I really liked what I heard. You know, I mean, I sat on that site. I was at work, sat on, you know, just like kept your site open for a long time. So I mean, it can't, obviously it can't just be the image you guys are doing. But how would you say they're getting your all your fans and things like that? But it's not the image only. No, no, oh, they no. they like the music too, and uh, it's. I just try to think of. Uh, we were all Kiss fans growing up, you uh-huh. know. And I just, when you go to not the you know the watered down uh, somebody wearing Ace's makeup who's not Ace anymore, but the you know the version when they were uh, when they were huge at the pinnacle of their success, you know, in the late seventies and stuff like that. That's the uh, that's a, that's a big influence to me. I know. I mean the the complete rock show go there and just uh, be amazed at, you know, what, what's going on and people, you know, running around and, you know, fire and all that, you know, and blood and everything. I love that shit. And then along with uh, some killer tunes, you know, people, some people will say what they want about, you know, Kiss's talent back then, but they could write a lot of good damn songs. You have to agree. Um, one, one of the things I noticed uh, in your costumes is uh, they're kind of gross, you know, and that's, you know, it, it's, which I think is, which I think is great, but, uh, I mean, well, I mean, because because you're up there and you've got all this blood coming down and you've got all this stuff and it just seems like a big a big mess up there. But you got you guys look like you're having fun and you know doing your thing. So um, I'm sweaty. No, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you can't wash leather pants, so uh, you could smell me or Zero's pants, and it, that'd make you even sicker. Than I you wipe should. them down about every six months. <laughs> oh, I'm happy to say that the pants are not in the room right now, so uh, <laughs> I, I cannot uh, I cannot say for sure uh, what, how bad they really are. But that's a good that's probably a good thing. You, you wouldn't want to hug me after I got done playing. I don't want to hug you anyway. I mean, <laughs> no, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, so. One thing I noticed too is uh, Meat sent me over a bu- I mean a lot of I mean a lot of your uh, albums you know a lot of your songs it seemed it, you know I, I mean the albums I think the earliest one you sent me is from 2002 or something and then yeah. the, and then you sent me some uh, some of the ones that apparently haven't even gone out in an album yet. Um, oh. the, she looks like you is on a split vinyl that we did with uh, German horror rockers the Crimson Ghosts. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're also on our label, Doctor Cyclops Records, of course. And um, that's going to be on our brand new album that's yet untitled, and we're working on right now. But um, yeah, so you kind of got uh, a, a big catalog of White the age. old days, the good days, and the bad days, and uh, well, it seems days to come. It seems like you guys have definitely broadened your your musical. 
spectrum. I mean, from the early the earlier albums, it seems like it was kind of more of a punk, but now it now it it seems like it you know it it, it almost can't be defined. What do you guys what, what do you guys attribute that to? Power slop. <laughs> we started out. As a, we started out Airheads, as a three piece. Red played all the guitars, and then we got Laverne real soon after that. But then you know he's learning stuff that was already written, and uh, that's why the second second album's got a bit more of the metal tinge to it. Then we did two albums without Laverne, and that was more ah. more of your. I don't know, what would you say, your social distortion-ish rock the, Yeah, and the old guitar player was, uh, he's a big Mike Ness fan. Uh, Mercury, he was my roommate, actually, and uh, when I it's left... It's all a very incestuous... Yeah, when I left the, the band, he said he wanted to try out and asked if I'd be mad, and I was like, no. So uh, I actually uh, taught him some of the leads off of uh, Honor Thy Dead. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that was on uh, Only the Dead shall survive, or... Will survive. I can't remember the title, but <laughs> will shall. But uh, a lot of stuff that's on that album, I played with these guys before I left, anyway. So it's fun to play those songs again, even though Mercury recorded on that, and he recorded on the uh, last album as well. But we're just uh, working on now that we're back together. It just feels all right again. It's all all good, and uh, we got a good I working relationship. It's all good. With yeah, me too. But, but, I, but sometimes so you know it I mean? just is. This new album, this new album is going to be awesome. We've been working on the studio. We've been working on it quite a long time. Have you? Almost a year. All year. Yeah. When uh, when do you guys expect it'll be out? God willing, we we pray it'll be out by uh, Christmas. Just for all the young uh, freakos to go out and buy a lot of Christmas songs on it. We love to put things out on Halloween, but when you're working as hard on a brand new album and feel as strong as you do about what we've got on this new album, you, you got to give it time, you know, and sometimes Christmas comes before you get it, you know, it's kind of where this we're at right now. be hard to put down. Well, I mean... What what songs have did you happen to give me that were off? I mean, I kind of listened to them she all. Looks like you she looks the like you. you. Oh, okay. Heard, I believe because that was released on the seven inch yeah. in one version, and then which, which by the way, is the first song that you'll hear if you go to their site. Which uh, is, is is I, I love that song. In fact, uh, oh by the way, I, I made a promise to my brother. Uh, we're looking you guys up on YouTube, and you did uh, you guys did a video for uh, Devil's Rock. I, I promised that uh, I'd, I'd ask him who that girl was in there. Just teasing. I'm telling you, <laughs> she's beautiful, and I can't remember her name. Courtney. Courtney, yeah. <laughs> she's an actual actress. Really? Yes, no yeah. one that we knew. We got her through an agency who then failed to collect her fee. Well, that worked out nicely then. Yeah. And Lord knows we tried to pay her. I, I, I would uh, backstep on that and say we did pay her. I paid her cash, but uh, right, her agent, her agent did not collect his fee. Ah! But she is a beautiful. Goddamn She's definitely girl. not ugly. She, and was, I, she was a good sport too. But well, because I mean, the, the video was kind. Of, I mean, you got. Was it you? That, I assume it was you that was actually in. It. I mean, you got the big pentagram tattoo and all that. Well, that's that's a zero. Mercury was. Uh, I had a stand-in. Oh, you, you did. If you can pick him out. 
Well, no, no. I was gonna, I was gonna ask if, is if it was you or someone else that came crawling out in front of the the headlights. No, that was me. You're a creepy sucker. Yeah. <laughs> He's heard that more than once or twice. I'll tell you that. So, uh, um, yeah, it's a rare uh, occasion. You get to see us unmasked. That's why no photos will be allowed in this session today. That's. I didn't bring my camera. No. <laughs> Uh, there's not there's not much of a visual thing to a podcast anyway. You guys are from Salt Lake, not uh, not traditionally known as the the hot the the hottest spot for rock and roll or metal or whatever it is you guys do. Um, what what do you think of the pros and cons from being from here? I think Salt Lake City has always had a great punk scene and a great metal scene. I think it slags down sometimes. The lack of gets, venues that yeah. the most. Lack of good venues. There's great bands in metal and punk here. I mean, surprisingly, this is a great place to be. Problem is, is there's no places to play. And it's also a stopover on the way to other bigger places. So you always get the bands touring. You get them through the week because they're on their way to LA, they're on their way to Seattle, they're on their way to, to fucking Las Vegas. So they stop here, and then it's, well, it's like, Tuesday. Yeah, Nobody well fucking comes. Nobody comes to a show on fucking Tuesday right. in Salt Lake City. It don't matter who the fuck you are. Well, maybe Booty Quake or goddamn Metal Gods. Or maybe your fans that listen to the, you know, the podcast. You if you like Tuesday night shows, you let us know. I think most of our fans are actually probably know. not from, you know, first of all, I don't, I, I slipped up. They're not fans of us because we're just a, a couple of jackasses doing a podcast. They're, they're listen. Yeah, we are douchebags. <laughs> we, call, we call them listeners because we don't want to put them down <laughs> or anything like that. Well, it's not, it's just French for listener. Yeah. A douchebag. Douche you know, it's fun. <laughs> but, uh. Nah, fuck. I don't. I don't care about anyone listening to this podcast. Yeah. Well, you're a du- <laughs> who's the douchebag? Who's the douchebag here? Um, I am kidding. The uh, As far as, uh, have you guys noticed any changes since legislation? Uh, I mean, for, for those of you outside of Utah, you don't know anything about how the private clubs and, and all that BS yeah, went on. Do, have you guys not seen any, any changes? No, or? I mean, noticed that they fucking oh. scan your ID a barcode scanner to get into a club now rather than look for a private club membership so that's kind of where you go is being tracked by big brother yeah oh big okay always watching. In, in an effort to keep you down if you know there's a computer somewhere if you go somewhere and then you pop up too many times the cops are wherever you're at that last time well that's Jesse, what the you know the big thing is you get in an accident the next day Jesse Ventura, here's here's something. Jesse Ventura (laughs) had a great point when he said, I defy you to tell me one part of your life that the government does not interfere in. Now that's just a question to think about. Whether it's a mattress that you lay on that says do not peel this sticker off or, or the whatever fact that or the sodomy food you is eat illegal in the state you live in yeah sodomy yeah. <laughs> yeah. as he looks off into the distance yeah, sodomy, sodomy. <laughs> um no but uh, I was actually watching on demand and you know Dusty what was his name Dusty from um, Hill 
Uh, Vegas, Club Vegas. Yeah, he's a great guy. He, yeah, he was say he was saying that that you know they're. Uh, that all the, the scanning of the IDs and stuff isn't going to change anything, but you guys seem to think differently, huh? I think it changes your. I think it changes the paranoia aspect. I think it changes when someone when, when, when someone walks into a place and has their ID scanned. I think that makes you go, "What the hell? Well, listen, am I doing here?" Every time somebody, uh, you know, we, we talk to other podcasts all all around the. All around the country, and uh, the first question they always ask me is how many wives I have still. So, I think there are a lot of uh, you know misconceptions still. I've had people ask me how many you guys have computers, and it's like <laughs> I'm talking to you on a computer yep. right now. Yeah, it's a stepping stone to more fucking bullshit because right now you're scanned just to get in. A couple years from now, you're going to be scanned for every fucking drink you buy, for every picture you. You already can't get a picture without a fucking party of five around you to go I'm justifying all the plastic cups motherfucker so right there eventually you wait and see every fucking drink you're not drinking that picture by yourself are you so oh okay you know I didn't know that we're gonna have five pictures is that okay (laughs) what uh okay I'm not I mean this is I I mean turning nasty and political all of a sudden no no not at all well what I was gonna say is uh Yes, we didn't didn't we just Barack do a Obama. didn't we do a lot of uh, didn't we do a lot of uh, huntsmen get a lot of uh, like tourism type of things changed with, I mean with the alcohol loss stuff like that that's I think the basic thing about this getting rid of the private club thing it's mainly for tourists for people that come here and that's that's why the mayor was into it it's because people come from out of town and they go they go private club oh god I don't know what's going on here I'm buying a temporary membership. You know, it's the same thing as paying a cover charge. Seven it's years too late because they should have done it before, the, done before the Olympics were yeah. here. And the whole world had their eyes on the fucking place going, God damn, let's never go there because look what you've got to jump through. But now, you know, they're, they're scanning your ID. So, I don't know. I, I they do birds too. And I know, yeah, oh, they yeah, do. It's everywhere. They all and have I know a fucking I, scanner. The scanner company's making a million bucks. The scanner doesn't shit. work. For the shit, because he scammed my driver's license like fucking nine times before it worked. You want to fight the power? Take a straight pin, put a bunch of scratches through the barcodes on your fucking ID, and then let them figure out what the fuck to do. Oh, we can't. Oh, we're, we're not gonna let you, you. We're not gonna let you spend eighty dollars in our place tonight. On we got a covered. copyright on that, just in case you. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if they fu- if they you. find any scratches on your license, yeah, you guys get a, a quarter. Copyright, Die Monster Die, 1999. All right, let's. Uh, maybe we should bring this back to a less heated Please. topic. Yeah. You know. So. Um, talk about music or something. Yeah. I'm, I don't care what we talk about. Listen, <laughs> but. Uh, so. He's mesmerized by us. He's hypnotizing you. Yeah. There, there's nothing but beauty in this room. This tiny room. With uh, the band next door, glamorous fucking rehearsal studio. And you're a good-looking dude too. <laughs> I think true it's blood. Cavernous, cavernous, like true blood. I give you some of my blood, man. <laughs> no thanks. Listen. Um, Would you like a German bong hit? <laughs> you have to ask. Daddy wants some pearls. But uh, <laughs> pearls for daddy. Pearls for daddy. That's a sex position we invented. 
That's a die monster die exclusive. That's that's something else you need to uh, copyright. And every time you catch somebody in that position, it'll be the same people who go check for that as they do to make sure nobody's sodomizing anybody else and busting them. So it's the same same type of people keeping that under wraps. Um, So what do you? I mean, let's just get back to an easy softball music question. Uh, Talk to me about uh, about. Touring. I mean, what, what do you guys do? Do you guys have any big plans? Anything like that? Planning to hit the road. Uh, probably uh, a little later, or uh, sometime in the next year. I think we're kind of tied up until the end of this year, but plan on hitting the road a little more. We've been out a few times, you know, West Coast. We'd like to make our way east. Would be a good thing to do. We get a lot of requests from people over there on the East Coast. Problem is but, uh, that it's. You, Problem is in, nobody in, pays for shit anymore. In, in today's, especially, in, that's in, especially right. in the states, your your problem is that you may as well stick more to your internet and trying to reach people that way than to actually go out and hit the road touring because we play with touring bands all the time and they're playing at the same shitty club that we don't want to book at except they're coming there and we end up booking there. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't even play these places if this band we wanted to play with wasn't playing there. So, what is the point of going out and hitting Stellar all the shit clubs like the place you don't want to play in your own hometown? Why go there and play for five fucking people at those places when you can work your internet angle and try and build a following more that way? Which is what we do. We don't hit the road out that much, but when we do, we're hitting it out to a bigger fucking audience than you would by paying your fucking dues and spending a million bucks on gasoline and traveling around. Our big thing is looking forward to. Uh, we were going to try and do it this year, but it looks like it's put off till uh, next year. But trying to hit Europe, which is hard to do on a, you know a small label. I mean, you know, Zero and Meat are pretty much they run our label. You know, they put yeah, yeah I was going to mention, and they're pretty busy with that as well. And then uh, we're hoping to go hit Europe next year. But this is the but the European market's the way to go with your horror stuff. They're I mean, we're all fully supportive of the U.S. horror horror scene, but the European horror scene is the one that treats you right. They're the ones who fucking pick you up in a touring vessel at the airport and have this shit arranged. So you're going out. You don't get that in the States. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Maybe just a difference in the culture. I'll, I'll be able to make a better determination once I actually get over there and go, that was fucking fantastic, and I'm going to do it again. Here, I already know what to expect. Everything I can set up, and if it sucks, i got nobody to blame but myself. Well, the thing is, you can play in Europe. Uh, I see shows, I've seen video of Crimson Ghost playing even, and some other bands. And they can play in the middle of the week and get a good turnout. They have festivals there. It's hard, really hard to get a good turnout except for a weekend. Anywhere in the States, especially Utah, but uh, a lot of places in the States. I mean, we've all toured. In this band and, and many other bands that we've played with over the years and uh, you know it, it's a hard thing to do on a small independent label and you got you got people to go yeah I'll book you here and then when you get there it's, it's some 17 uh, year old kid and says yeah I promised you a place to stay it's here at my dad's house and then and then, and then their dad goes I didn't know nothing about this you get the hell out of here or really? classic double booking Don't why are you grown men hanging book. out with my 16 year old boy or whatever you huh. know? it's like hey on the internet, he came off as 32. I don't know. <laughs> Do you guys play? I mean, I assume that uh, you guys play a lot of your shows here. What's 
that. You play a lot of your shows here in Salt Lake. How you guys uh, received here? Uh, pretty good. We're playing in Ogden on Halloween. What's that? Playing in Ogden on Halloween. Oh, yeah? Halloween night in Ogden. We're going to try and crack that Ogden market yet again. Uh, and they pay real well. Cool. They pay good. We're going to go give it a shot. Up here, we got a, we got a pretty good following. You know? Seemed like it on your video. I mean, on the on, on demand. It seemed like you guys, you know, had a, plenty of people there. Oh, yeah. That place is packed. That was fucking to the rafters with people. One thing about, <laughs> one thing about Die Monster Die is we have not maybe not the biggest crowd but we have the devoted crowd you're you're lying really it looked it looked to me like there was no, no, no there was a lot. decent amount of people but packed to the rabbit back to the a little extreme that was an exaggeration well, uh, extreme. all you band types always exaggerating no, it was a great show. The people there were awesome. You could probably put a thousand people in there before you could call it back to the rafters. Listen, I I went and saw Opeth, my my favorite band in the world. It bricks, and there were less than you know there were four hundred people there, which kind of bums me out because, I mean, it's not a bad, not, not a bad number. Locally. That is a nice round number that, though. for a for a club in Utah. That's a pretty decent number, no matter who's coming. I bet you could put Iron Maiden in a fucking club really? in Utah, and you'd probably get four hundred fucking people. If it was I would day. beg to differ. I think you can. All pack right, that I was exaggerating fucking again. Fucking not Iron, Iron Maiden, Maiden. <laughs> but you know, Dawkins. Dawkins could be seven people. <laughs> <laughs> Until George Lynch comes back. I'll go ahead and say seven people. I want to see Rav when Robin Crosby comes back from the dead. <laughs> Lynchless Dawkins. I think the thing that I really like about DMD fans is they're absolutely devoted. They show up at every show. They sing along. We love that. When you get up front and you're, you know... Fist There's a handful who even dress up. Really? And when you're when you're there, I mean that that's what makes the show. I don't care if there's 500 or five people there. When you're right in front of the stage and enjoying every bit of what we're doing, because we go beyond what the local band does in Salt Lake City, and. There ain't a local band in town that won't tell you, yeah, they go way beyond. Mm-hmm. It's all about the spectacle. I've kissed toothless hookers and the fucking hair lips. <laughs> and and the, before or after the show? Yeah, during. Oh, okay. During. 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 For, for the show. Oh, I thought you were just getting personal here. Yeah, when he's on stage and you want to and you want to grab hold of this mic and uh, sing some vocals with him, you get too close, he, he's going to kiss you. It don't matter who you are. <laughs> Believe me, we got plenty of pictures with new disgruntled guys standing on the side of the stage <laughs> with guy. blood all over their lips. I love disgruntled guy. He's the best. Disgruntled guy, and we, we get you know the occasional hair lip and toothless girl. Hair lip, toothless horse. So uh, for they're all, lo- they're all loved. Oh, oh, absolutely. I'm sure. Toothless whore and hooker, all, they're all, all loved. Rich tapestry. <laughs> and that's a nice. That's a that's a nice way to put it. And, uh, you know, guy buys a lot of drinks. Hey, we're in everything. We can do it. We like, we like free booze. Would you play? For free booze? For free booze? Maybe. God, I if there was a lot of people there, yes. Much. But if we get free booze, we, we get really stupid. <laughs> but, you know, that's the difference between live. I mean, because we got a good buzz going more on stage. I mean, uh, 
Think about on it's stage. A, that's the difference between on stage and uh, you know in the studio or something like that. You, you I only have about a lose twelve about pack a, in the a, studio. A lose alcohol in a four to one ratio when you're on stage. So that means somebody brings you four shots. Three of those gets kicked over before anybody has a chance to enjoy them. Which means that bringing us around to shots requires at least. What is that, like 20 shots or something, so everybody gets at least one, something like that? Yeah. This is difficult math after yeah, you've had a I few know. shots, too, I'm sure. Uh, this, is, this is all rock algebra, but by God. But that's the mighty zero DeLorean. Oh, when I do the power he, slide, he keeps that math going on in his head. <laughs> Knock him He's all like, over. Uh, what, what's his name, Mike Dubay or whatever? Mike Dubay and, uh, you know, what's that one dude? The, the guy in the movie man. with the What's the dude in the wheelchair? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the one left. Oh yeah, guy. not Mike Dubay, Mike Damon. That name. Matt Damon. He's sexy. He's a uh, sexy motherfucker. That's another subject for another day. <laughs> I, li- I like when Leonardo yes, DiCaprio yes. kicks his ass and the fucking departed. Yeah. Didn't Ben Affleck suck in Daredevil? Speaking of Matt yes. Damon. Yes. <laughs> Yes. If we're talking about, I blame Matt Damon for that movie. Listen, I, I don't watch anything except for horror movies, you know. So I don't I don't know what you're talking yeah, we about. Watch comic book movies. I'm just teasing. Green light, green light, the uh, oh, uh, Feast. Project Green Light, huh? Feast. Did you watch any of that? All one through three. One through three. There's there's three of them now. Feast. Wow. Yep. Wow. I have no idea what you're talking about. I haven't seen one. It's it's, it's hilarious. I think. Uh, was it wasn't Henry Rollins in the first one? I can't remember which one. Yeah, he, they Henry, kind of all blur. Henry Rollins was in the first one, yeah, but wow, I didn't know there was three of three them. Three of them. Damn. I mean, he deserves an Academy Award. No, he's he's do doing. Henry a, Rollins doesn't deserve anything other than they need to do one good with talking Bridges guy award. Danny what's Bond that Duke? shitty fucking movie with Henry Rollins and uh, what's his, nah, that dude that's on the commercials? That would Michael be a Jordan, but they want to hang out with him. Are you talking about uh, Sheen? Yeah, Sheen. Sheen? What's that shitty movie? Tell me you Get would away watch or, a movie with what is Lee it? Garrett and I don't know. Henry Rollins. He's riding with that bitch. Uh, d- depends on uh, if it, if it has to do with... Oh, it has an octagon in it and they're fighting. I'm, I'm a total Leaf Garrett that like, uh, wasn't that, uh, I, I, I'm rooting for that guy. If no, that guy speed. can pull himself no. up... I mean, he's already Anybody managed to make a living. Dude. You've seen him on the no, VH1. It's it's whatever is where he no, makes the money. Called, no, it's it's called Getaway. What a, what a great job that would be. Or Fast Getaway. What a fucking fantastic. <laughs> is that a green screen standing in front of there? Make some wise-ass remark. Where's my fucking $5,000? Jesus. Oh, my God. So, uh, last question of the night. Name some of your favorite horror movies. My favorites? Favorites. My favorites. I liked... Return of the Living Dead, the one where the chick dances naked in the uh, graveyard. Listen, I hate to break it to you, but the, for a lot of that, she had a rubber uh, uh, appliance over her. That's right. Over her my downstairs. Mighty, my mighty prong would pierce right through that thin latex appliance. There's you know what? You know what? Not all of us can boast that, so you. So I'll give that to you. And come right out her back too. Uh, that's a le- that's illegal in this state. Turn the Living Dead two. Dead Evil alive. Dead, one, dead alive. Two. Okay. Dead alive. We can't we can't miss Dead Alive. I personally enjoyed the remake of Halloween, the Rob Zombie remake, although a lot of people hated it. I liked it. I like Rob Zombie though. I liked the the remake of the Hills Have Eyes. I thought that was pretty great. I like the second Rob Zombie movie better. Than uh, Devil's first. Rejects. Yeah, better than the oh, first. Oh, oh, you can't. Yeah, both of those. I love I love both, both of those. I mean, I like House One Thousand. But yeah. It's, uh, 
It's not as good as Devil's Rejects. I like Devil's Rejects. It's a little more raw, gritty. House of 1000. House of a Thousand Corpses. Why do I keep saying 1000? Probably because it's one of our Because you have a song? Yeah. yeah really but every time, I don't know, it just kind of jumps all over for me. I mean, I like the movie, but I think Devil's Rejects is cool. That's well, you like meet? a horror easy writer or something. Okay. <laughs> I like, I, I'm kind of, I don't even know. I'm more, I'm more into the suspense, I guess. I like The Exorcist. I like The Elephant Saw Man, movies. I thought. Saw movies were great, all of them. I mean, I can. Yeah, I do like Saw. Uh, hey, Creature from the you know, Black Lagoon, the original King Kong. I, was, I hate Hostel. Anything Hostel with sucks. Godzilla in it, although I don't know if that becomes a sci-fi movie or it's supposed to be. Listen, if, if the, the lines blur, it doesn't matter. It's all horror to me. The idea behind, behind Hostel is a good idea, but... I hated those two jackasses that, that, that decided to put front and center is what I didn't oh, like yeah. about it. You know, Hans my worst Peter. part about Saw was even putting goddamn, uh, what's his name? Uh, you're Glover talking Glover in there uh, at all. Danny Glover? Oh, yeah, I hate Danny Glover. Glover. Danny Glover. Sucks. That was the worst what part. What you say? Glover. Crispin Glover. Jesus. <laughs> no, no, I take that back because I love Crispin Glover. And uh, Ruben and Ed. Ruben and Ed's the best movie ever made. Straight out of SLC. That's right, so. Um, you seen that movie with Chris McGlover? What's that called with all those fucking rats and shit? Willard. Willard. Yeah, yeah, Willard. Willard. Yeah. That's it, man. Yeah, that was the Michael cool. Jackson song, which is also Yeah, about that's. Rat. Yep. Well, that's what that was a movie. movie. That was a movie in, what, 1972 or something? Movie. And have an idea Jackson for the new one. I like that, man. You can't ask for it. Man, what was that movie? Let's, let's I go buy that kid. DVD I right now. Yeah, but I remember when I was a kid. Flowers on an old camping movie. It may be a With hidden track. It may be a hidden downline. Rats that got big. It will be rats that got big? Yeah, they look some kind of chemical. And these rats were the size of pigs and shit. In this movie. Big rats. I can't. That's some scary shit. <laughs> it was fucking bad. But it was when I was like You ever been bit by a pig rat? That shit hurts. A pig rat? Fucking pig rats, man. I wanted to bring up the, uh, the your uh, what, do you, what do you call that the, uh, the the Cyclops records. So you you guys put that together and you guys do that. Absolutely. You, uh, you mentioned that you had a, a band from Germany on that. Uh, yeah, Ghosts. Yeah, two from band. Sweden. All our all our bands other than Die Monster Die are from Europe right now. What what? Where can they? Where can our listeners go to check that out? Horrorpunk.net. Horrorpunk.net. Yep. And, and you, not to be confused with horrorpunks.com. That's right. right. Or you can go to drcyclopsrecords.com.net. I'll have, I'll have links up on the site. If you want a bunch of links, just go to World Horror Network. World Horror Network? Yeah, that's another, World Horror Network. That's another site. Another beautiful site. It's the center of the horror universe. Go there. You can find links to everything. Or go to cadaverlab.com. I'll, I'll, link, I'll post up all these links Absolutely. up here, too. And, and God's sake, somebody check out the Left for Dead album and buy that fucker. Because that's a fantastic album that's been overlooked, although everybody seems to love it. They're a band we had on the label a while back. Left, Left for Dead is a band? It's a yeah, band. they're, they're from here in, uh, they're from the here album's in Utah. Called Are they? It begins and it is fantastic from front to back. And it's just a, an insane tragedy that it's been overlooked and that we have like 800 copies in the living room that we use as a sofa. 
and your good old boy Meat Whistle from Die Monster Die plays drums on it. Oh, that's yes. right. That's oh, right. No. Here's a little hidden fucking horror rock trivia for you. Who played drums on that? That guy. Hey, here's a little trivia. Who played drums in Casa Diablo before Meat Whistle? Before Meat Whistle? Laverne LeVay. Oh, wow! Oh, it's it, see. We're the multi-talented here. That's the beauty. It I'm all comes you, full it's, circle it's the right here. Incestuous fucking right videos. here tonight on Cadaver Lab. By the way, all this We've talk all been making love for years. All this talk about incestuous uh, relationships, sodomy, and uh, and sweaty leather pants is kind of making me uncomfortable. But uh, it's making me hot. <laughs> rock and roll's all about the sex. All right. Mike and Cadaver Lab, let it rock. Let all it rock. It's all about the cock. <laughs> all right, so we've got about 30 minutes. Anything, any last words you guys have before uh, before I shut this down? Fuck no. Nothing? <laughs> you, you've all said your piece? I would just like to say I want to thank you guys all for this Grammy Award, Salt Lake City. It means a lot to us. Listen, Cadaver Lab is the one and only horror podcast based in Salt Lake City. So, at least as far as I know. You know what? You know. And we're the one and only horror rock band in Salt Lake City. So, we make a good team. What do you think? I'm, I'm down with that. Okay, turn off that machine and let's kiss. See ya. <laughs>